Hello and welcome to the Mash Those Buttons Versus series. I'm Jarrett. I'm Long. I'm Robert. And today's uh, matchup is Need for Speed versus Blur. And, uh, you know, while, you know, Need for Speed and Blur definitely have their differences, um, you know, two different games, this year they are, they are the arcade racers. Uh, you know, you can't compare Need for Speed and a Gran Turismo or a Blur and a a Forza, so you know these these two are the games uh, to uh, compare against each other in terms of racing this year. You guys, what do you guys think? Definitely. I mean, the only other possible contender is Split Second, and that I don't feel like was as high a bar as set by the other two games as far as quality to really get it in the comparison too much. Uh, yeah, I mean, if any of uh, the listeners are um, listening, uh, this is long. I wrote the review for Split Second, and yeah, that was just plain awful for a racing game. And uh, really, as far as the arcade racers go, I'm going to have to agree with Jarrett. Just um, Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, and Blur are really the big uh, blockbuster arcade games for the arcade racer. Yeah, and some actually might disagree about even, like, Blockbuster for Blur, because it really didn't do that well, um, and actually that kind of, that showed with Activision dropping Bizarre, um, I honestly think that has a lot to do with timing, I mean, you can't, you can't really release an experimental game around Red Dead Redemption, um, you know, Alan Wake, and then two other racing games at the same time. Like, Split Second came out close to Blur, I believe, and so did Mod Nation Racers. So that kind of needed its own uh, own time frame, which they really didn't give it. So I, I honestly don't think it really got a chance it really should have. No, it yeah. really did get hurt. It got lost in the, shuff- in the shuffle. Especially, with, I mean, even with Red Dead, it, just in the, on its own, that game was monstrous to, to go against. You know, and I mean, you can't really anticipate that, but it, it was a bad time. <laughs> yeah, that and um, Blur, Blur uh, really comes out as a sleeper hit. I mean, it's just something that uh, I end up personally recommending to friends here and there who are just like, you know, I don't own a Wii, but uh, I own a 360 or I own a PC or I own a PS3, but I want something very silly uh, to just blow off some steam and, you know, just get some of my road rage out and the one game I always point them to is Blur because I'm just like, yeah, you know, not many critics were going off saying, oh, yeah, greatest game ever, whatever. But uh, I just say, you know, I loved it. Uh, I think it was great. It's got enough silly Mario Kart style action, but, you know, it's a little more grown up and I think it's worth the value. And usually the feedback from the recommendation ends up really well. Yeah, yeah I mean, I really, uh, I really enjoyed Blur. Uh, and the only reason I got it, you know, we were talking about this before the podcast started. Uh, you know, Long was supposed to do the review for Blur, but you got it for PC, correct, Long? And... Yeah, and at the time, uh, what I did know was um, the ATI Catalyst software was actually causing graphical slowdown, and it was later fixed and resolved when I ended up, I think, a month later uh, doing an experiment to uninstall the Catalyst software. And then just installing the drivers and the frame rates went back fine. But yeah, it ended up actually being a mixed Jared or a mixed blessing in Jared's favor. Oh yeah, definitely. Because uh, I was not going to pick up Blair. 
Um, I always intended to pick up Need for Speed. As soon as they announced a new Hopper suit, I knew I was going to get it. Because if there's any game that I ever destroyed... Actually, there's two games that I really, really destroyed. Like, there was no nothing else for me to do in the game after I got done with it. And one was Need for Speed Hopper Suit 2. Uh, the other was Star Fox 64. Destroyed those games. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I ran out of stuff to do in both of those games, but uh, as soon as they announced Hot Pursuit, I was like, okay, I'm with it. Blur? Not so much. I, I wasn't really, uh, interested in it. And then Long, he couldn't do the review, and that's when we were, you know, we were first starting out around that time. So we really, uh, we had little content to begin with, so I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna review it, whatever, I'll just bite, you know, bite the 60 bucks, and that's it. But then I, I really, really enjoyed the game. <laughs> really enjoyed the game. So it definitely was a blessing in disguise. Um, as far as uh, the new Need for Speed uh, Hot Pursuit a reboot for 2010, um, I actually uh, have kind of a funny story with that because uh, back in high school and everything, uh, one of my friends had been like, oh man, just Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, this looks like so awesome and then hot pursuit 2 came out of course and then same thing with uh, with that he was just like yeah man check this out i'm like outrun the cops and like fast cars and then um i think uh the last uh the last like rendition of the hot pursuit series was um porsche unleashed or something and that was when um, ea finally nailed the partnership with um porsche of uh germany to feature their cars and things like that uh, I remember my friend was just like, oh, sweet, man. I get to ride like Porsche GT2s and just smoke the cops and just burn the road and go, ha ha, guess what? You can't catch me off my fast car. And then out of nowhere, just uh, being tagged by like another cop or something. And um, I just remembered like uh, back then, the Hot Pursuit series, like no one really took them too seriously because, of course, they came out um, on PC for a good while and then they s- slowly started to push console and on the console releases uh either they did a bad port job or something but i remember the console versions of the older hot pursuit series games not being so good i still yeah yeah oh go ahead i'm sorry and i still remember playing like the i think what hot pursuit made its way on a playstation um, at one point, and or maybe it was fortunately just one of the two, but I do remember playing like an original PlayStation, playing that to death. I mean, at the time, I mean, it was a long time ago. As a kid, it's like you don't. I didn't know anything in in terms of like, oh, you know, PC versions been out for forever. As far as I knew, that was it. You know, the the PlayStation, and I definitely did play that to death. I mean, I think it, the the console in a large part. It seemed like it very quickly moved away from Hot Pursuit once it hit consoles. It was one of the major things to me. So it kind of left Hot Pursuit that had like a long history off to just, you know, undergrounds and all the other pro streets, those guys that came out after it. Well, you know the thing about like Hot Pursuit, I don't think they abandoned it. I think they evolved it. I mean, you know, the, the underground was not a Hot Pursuit by any way, shape, or form, and neither was, uh, neither was Underground 2. However, when, um, Most Wanted came out, uh, Most Wanted was, I, in my opinion, it was, it, it, it is to this day the still best Need for Speed game. Uh, Most Wanted was like a, a, the perfect evolution of Hot Pursuit. 
uh, with the open city and having to actively engage the, uh, you know, the, um, the cops and them having the faster cars and running patterns on you and stuff like that. Like, I, I love that game. It was very good. Um, I don't know if I would say the best in the series. I, I, I really like the new Hot Pursuit, but it definitely was, especially at the time and even now, still stands as one of the better games. Even though it's not technically a Hot Pursuit game, it, like you said, it was a definite evolution. And that was the first time they really tried to go back to it and take everything they learned from Underground and the other games and spit it out into something that was you know new and full-formed. I mean, cops chasing you in helicopters for the first time. The, just the, the pure insanity that was going on in that game. It, yeah, it was definitely a good evolution. Yeah, I, I, I definitely enjoyed the new Hot Pursuit. Definitely enjoyed it. But in terms of actually, like... I mean, everything altogether as a package... I, I really liked um, Most Wanted better. Um, and I think the, <laughs> the problem with Most Wanted is that it, it, did, uh, it did well and it was received well. And I think that's when EA got lazy and released Carbon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Carbon was... Oh, jeez. It was like a mishmash of um, just from everything from underground and every single experiment they chopped up. And it was just really, really awful, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, under- <laughs> it was awful. Underground, not underground, sorry. Carbon was terrible. And my biggest problem with Carbon was the fact that I did not have to win races to win races. You know, I just send my uh, my, my henchmen in their cars and let them win the races. Because we were, you know, quotation marks, a team. That bothered me. Um, then when Undercover came out... When he was beat undercover came out, I was like kind of excited about that, but then when it actually came out, that was worse than Carbon, and I blame Maggie Q. I think they spent all the money on her, and they didn't spend any money on development. That's just my personal feelings about that. <laughs> Honestly, didn't even bother at that point. I mean, like it did seem like it was gonna go back to the hot pursuit style a bit more, but. At that point, I was like, eh, it seems like it has that big budget Hollywood. Like, we're going to try and make a story out of this. And it's like, I don't I don't need one, actually. I, I need to go real fast and run from cops and crash spectacularly. That's what I need. I don't I don't need an actress. I really don't. I don't need, you know, uh, all the other games where they had somebody attached to it, like Brooke Burke on the undergrounds and then Maggie Q on undercover, like the women they tried to attach to them with big names. I, I didn't need it. <laughs> I need fast cars. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. I mean, even though I didn't want like the, uh, well, the underground barely had a story. Um, but like, um, most wanted definitely had a story, which I didn't mind the story, but that's because it was a good game. I mean, you can have a story, but if your game sucks, I don't want to play it. You know, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Okay, so um, the way this is going to go, uh, we're going to cover a few topics. Uh, any of you who have been to our site before, you know we cover, uh, when we do reviews, we cover visuals, sound, controls, and gameplay. Uh, on top of that, we're also going to cover um, overall presentation and how we feel about it, you know, for each game and you know how they compare against each other. Um, so uh, let's start with visuals. On the visual side, of course, of uh, Need for Speed and Blur. Um, I have to say, when I played the demo for Need for Speed, 
I felt that blur had better uh, overall better uh, better visual presentation. Um, and I'm not just talking about graphics. I'm just talking about the way everything looks, the effects. Um, of course, blur has a little extra because you have the power ups, and you know you can when you use those, you get nice bright flashing colors and you know all that stuff that goes along with that. Uh, but I thought the cars, um, I thought the cars looked actually better in Need for Speed, but not by that much. But then when the game actually came out, it looked, uh, in my opinion, more polished. And also, when I saw the weather effects, like uh, the way water looks on the ground, you know, when you're racing, I'm like, that's probably the best looking water I've ever seen. You know, but that that's that's just me. You know, unless you, do you guys agree, disagree? Um, I'm gonna, uh, I was going to say that, uh, you know, just I felt the uh, visual presentation of Blur, um, much much like how you felt on your review when you had reviewed it earlier, um, I just love just kind of like the nice flashy like glass panels for like the menu icons and everything. I thought that was slick looking. And then the fact that, uh, you know, when you're presented the car and everything, just... Um, just um, you can move over to which car you want, and then just just kind of as a um, automotive teaser for like the automotive fanatic, uh, uh, like Blur has the cars rev up for a second just to uh, just to kind of tease you and everything, and then on top of that, being able to put all sorts of like the different colored paint jobs and everything, and uh, the different colored paint jobs having the their own little uh, little like effects on them. Like if you went to the uh, metallic paints then the paint would reflect off like a sheet of uh, a sheet of a silver mirror and then if you went to like the pearl coatings like you'd see like pearly flakes in the paint and everything i thought that was killer for the visual presentation and then um like you were saying with the power-ups when you fire things like the shunts and everything you'd see like this this like glowing red bolt fly out and and hit something and when it hits like a opponent car and you see it go flying, you just feel great. You're just like, heck yeah, this is like Mario Kart all over again. And then same thing for the Need for Speed demo when it came out and everything. Uh, just it looked kind of rough and everything and and all that. And then uh, as far as like the menus and everything, even even to the final release of the game, the menus kind of. T- Almost like, I guess you can say, a social cyberpunk style approach, where it looks like it's a fully computerized, almost touch-style looking interface and everything. And, um, of course, when you select the menus and everything, you see, like, um, kind of, like, scrolling, um, scrolling like, data flying all over the place and stuff like that. It'll be like, hey, guess what? Uh, so-and-so beat your time in this. You beat so-and-so's time on this. Um, oh, guess what? They leveled up uh, to this level on their profile, whatever. And the interface, um, in my opinion, seemed a little bit too busy for me with all the social interaction stuff that uh, Need for Speed was going for. And, I mean, not not that it's a bad thing. I mean, for the person who likes to do social racing and stuff like that and just who likes to just go and smash other people's time, scores, and whatever, that's cool. But... In my opinion, I thought it was a little too busy for an arcade racer. And then um, the cars, they're kind of, uh, uh, they're a little bit more polished uh, than Blur, but as uh, as you made note, Jared, just not by very much. I mean, like, some some of the contours were a little more smoothened out versus Blur. 
and everything. And then uh, they kind of had that when you actually pick the car and then you start picking the paint, that's when the car rubs up and everything. And then, of course, uh, just they have like the statistics on the car on how many races it won, whatever, and then the standard need for speed style maps and whatever. And yeah, those were kind of cool looking, but um, I don't know, just it felt a little too busy for me. Okay. How about you, Rob? Um, well, I guess majority, um, uh, let's start with Blur. Um, Blur, there were things that I liked about the visual presentation a lot, and then there were other things that bugged the crap out of me. Um, overall, I felt like it had a little too much of, like, the raver type of atmosphere going, which fit kind of with what it was going for, but I could have done with less of the the flowing lights over the screen and things like that. Um, I did like, you know, like when, like Long said, the, when you're, you're on a car and you're just previewing it, like how it gives you that, like the presentation of the car, you know, more overall, as far as like even the revving up sounds, things like that. Um, the, the ability to change colors, cars, uh, the layout for that is nice, even as far as if you're inside of a race and say you want to reattempt it or you're you know you want to retry because you failed. Um, you don't have to go all the way back to the main menu in order to repick a car. It gave you kind of like a scrolling menu where you could just do a quick select, but still gave you all the overall stats and everything to look at. Um, like I felt that was a nice touch as far as being able to just jump right back into the race, but be able to change things up if you needed to. Um, Visually, I don't know. I felt weird about it as far as I think that underneath it all, it was actually a very good looking game. But the problem I felt was that there was too much in the way of dust uh, and not even just dust from like, you know, you're driving on, on dirt and you're, you're kicking up dust in the, in, the, in, the, in the process of driving. It felt like there was just dust just everywhere. Like I'm in a dust bowl in some of these places. Um, even in some of the cities, I felt like that. Like I felt like it was kind of trying to obscure maybe some whatever visual flaws they thought they had in the game. I felt it would have looked better without it, honestly. Um, a lot of things I did like, a lot of things I didn't. Uh, I mean, as far as the cars, they all did look very good for the most part. Um, they had the SUV class, the, the buggies, like the different classes of cars. Wasn't so much a fan. I mean, it's not necessarily their fault, but Land Rovers and stuff don't necessarily look all that good in the first place. They're very boxy. It just doesn't appeal very much aesthetically. Um, so, but that's not something they can do anything about, really. I, you know, they licensed it. That's 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 what happens. <laughs> it's just in the game at that point. Um, Need for Speed. Uh, I felt like was more to the point. Um, it definitely didn't necessarily try and create like an aesthetic as far as uh, like a like a, a, a feel as much as Blur did. Blur did a, I think did a better job with that. Even though I'm not necessarily a fan of what feel they created, um, it definitely from the get go you you knew what you were you know the game got you kind of like wrapped up in like how it felt. Uh, I felt like Need for Speed was more like brass tacks. Like here you go, you want to be a cop, you want to be a racer, make your choices. You know. We've got the different menus, options. Uh, here's the whole map of the area. Pick your cars. You know, get into it. Everything was pretty like laid out, pretty specifically as far as menus and stuff. Um, not to say it didn't have good presentation, but it was very more straight to the point as far as like 
you know, everything that reward, rewards you is within, within the actual racing. Um, cars, I felt, looked, in my opinion, looked a lot better in Need for Speed, only, really only because of the fact that I felt like Blur obscured the being able to actually see visually the graphics as much as, you know, Need for Speed was, it still had dust, you know, it still had weather effects, um, things along that line, but definitely they, the cars were the stars um you know a you you could see every little you know hint contour you know when you're in the garage looking at a car it goes over you know close-ups on the car glowing over the you know over the surface of them um you know the photo modes you could even go into taking pictures of the environments take pictures of yourself driving along on the road just doing the races um even on the the free races when you're just roaming around the, the god what is it like 100 square miles or whatever it was of of road in the yeah. game yeah. um i i felt like it was a good looking game uh not so much necessarily menu and feel wise but once you're actually in the game it was definitely something that you could appreciate right down the crashes. I mean, both games had pretty good as far as spectacular crashes, um, you know, doors flying off, you know, doors flying open and paint going everywhere. Uh, like Long said, you hit somebody with a shunt and blur. You're driving through the pack. Car flips up over end over end and, you know, right in front of you. You're driving under it. You know, they both had their good graphical like as far as crashes actual racing went they're both good in that in that respect um i felt like Need for speed edged it a bit really just because it was more clear you know what was not necessarily what was going on but like no real question of like what you were looking at what you were seeing um i don't know really I, the dust thing and blur really got on my nerves <laughs> thinking about it more and more the more i talk about it that was the thing that kind of turned me off the most, is especially with as as clear as the menus and stuff are, uh, when you're getting to look at the cars. Once you actually get into a race and to have that happen, it's like I feel like it kind of it took something from me, you know, in the in the course of racing. Um, even the previews of the cities and stuff in Blur were nice, like the, the way that it had kind of like the the city overarching, you know, the the actual menu. It looked like it stood out more. Uh, they did very good things with the aesthetic. I just the dust killed me. I, visually, I think that, that downgraded it a bit in terms of the actual racing. I think it felt like Need for Speed pulled ahead there. That was very long-winded. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rob Hill anti-dust. <laughs> That's what we yes. just <laughs> we just got out of that that uh, that speech there. Oh, I was going to add in um, uh, one really cool point that I'm that I will give uh, Need for Speed merit on because I just thought it was kind of cool. Like um, uh, during uh, uh, during the racer races, like during the beginning, where uh, they introduce you to the life of crime and everything. Like when you have your first cop encounter, it, it like they just kind of do like a nice movie style dramatic camera angle of like the cop car that's about to deploy and like basically go and tag you and everything. And that was really slick looking. Like some of the uh, some of the like dramatic camera angles and stuff, it kind of sets it uh, kind of like a um, almost almost a cinematic style feel, like maybe Gone in sixty seconds or Bullet or something something of like uh, uh, um, a movie that Steve McQueen or the older um, older like guy would have done. Definitely, it definitely had that. I was going to kind of save that stuff for later, but visually, yeah, they definitely pulled in that 
Hollywood style get you really into the action like you know even when you're the cop you know you're you're either responding like there's already in pursuit and you come flying up and pull past everybody to take on the pursuit of the car on your own racing when you're already in the midst of a race and the cop comes after you all that stuff like it definitely pulls you in um i felt like they did a good job with the because it was more straightforward in that respect it definitely was more about dramatics and you know hard pacing camera angles you know get get into the action <laughs> see see i hated that i did not like that i'm like uh you know whenever they would cut away from the race to show a cop uh you know and and you know when they have one of the um you know one of the advanced cars i'd say and uh when they uh you know or when there was a crash that happened uh, every time they cut away, it annoyed the crap out of me. I really did not like that. I'm like, don't you see I'm racing here? <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to um, get more into that during during the gameplay f- uh, phase of the Versus series, so I'll probably save my bit on that. Yeah, ditto. ditto. We'll move on for that, because I want to... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, we'll get to that. That counts as visuals for me, though, because you can't do anything except look at it. And that's, I guess what that's, yeah. that's what really bothered me. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. I know he's there. <laughs> you know? I know I just crashed him, I know. Yes, exactly. And like, you really want to make this, you want to dramatize my crash? My heart's breaking over here. <laughs> <laughs> that's you why you got to make it more dramatic. You got to make your heart hurt more. Yeah, it's like, I yeah, feel for that thank, you for, um, thank you for amplifying my failure. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I feel about that. Like, oh, man. But um, yeah, I mean, oh, visually, it's it's kind of tough. Uh, I think I think uh, Need for Speed definitely, in terms of detail, looks better. But there are just certain things in Blur, like um, I don't, I, I don't never notice like a dust thing. Like of course, on the maps that like any map outside of the city where it doesn't have like completely sealed ca- paved roads, which you know you do get to those sometimes. Well, yeah. you know, quite a few. You know, I'll, I'll see some dust kicking up. But um, in the city, I really never noticed like dust kicking up, um, you know. But on the maps that were dusty, I didn't mind it at all. Like it, uh, you know, it kind of seemed realistic. Or even the way the smoke comes off of the tires when you're like drifting and stuff like that. And I know you, I know you have something to say about that when it comes to control. <laughs> when uh, yeah, that's like, uh, also later. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw your fo- uh, post on Facebook about that. But um, you know, there's that. And then there's the uh, the sense of speed in blur, in blur, in my opinion. Like it feels to me that you go so much faster in Blur than you do in Need for Speed. That's interesting that you say that because I felt like it was completely backwards. I, I felt like Need for Speed kept me even in the course of drifting around a turn, even a even a really tight turn. Um, felt like the sp- sensation of speed was more there um, than in Blur. Blur, I felt like. A lot of times, I really felt like I was plotting, um, even and, and even outside of even looking at the miles per hour gauge. I mean, the times I did, you know, glance at it, and it's like I'm going 50. Not that that's you know terribly unrealistic. You know, it's not that you know that's in the course of real racing. You know, the Gran Turismo, you, you'll see that. But I just felt like, man, I'm going so slow sometimes, and. Even if there was some sort of an effect to kind of make you still feel like you were moving a little faster, like just visually make you feel like you were going faster than you actually were, it would have helped. I felt like I was plotting a lot of the times in the races, unless I was, you know, on a dead straightaway. Like anything that had a lot of 
twists and turns to it kept me feeling like, okay, this is okay. <laughs> Let's get on with it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's like one of my, that was one of my biggest things like with Need for Speed is that I didn't really feel like I was going all that fast. And I do agree with you and I don't want to get too much into it because that's more of a control thing with the, with the drifting. Uh, actually, I don't agree with you on the drifting, but the, the drifting and Need for Speed um, definitely keeps you moving at a faster pace than blur drifting for sure um but still like the overall speed it just felt like blur and blur like it it definitely feels like i'm i'm uh going fast and i think it has something to do with the fact that in blur you're you're almost always surrounded by the opposing vehicles and to hear all the engines racing at the same time and that's true and like a lot for the uh the ambience yeah, it's like, you know, you hear the engines racing, like, full speed, and, you know, the way, like, you know, especially on a, on a, on a road that has, like, street lines, <laughs> you know, that's the thing, the street lines really make you feel like you're going fast, and what I notice is that even on roads that don't have street lines, like, there's a lot of, uh, identifying marks on the ground, you know, repeating, of course, but it makes you feel like you're passing something, you're going faster. But that's just me. Apparently, Rob Hill doesn't feel the same. <laughs> I, I felt like it did okay. Just not, I don't know, I didn't feel fast enough. Although I will agree on the point that in the, in the midst of having it, because Blur did have more total racers, I mean, even in the course of, you know, online play and things like that, um, it had, what, 18, was it? Or was it, I forget what the number was, but it was definitely more than, like, the 8 Need for Speed. Um it, it there were always racers around you, you know, in the course of the game, unless you were, you know, cruising out in first. But that's also something that's separate later, as far as that goes, because car racing games. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. What about you, Long? You, you got any uh, any thoughts on the sense of speed? Um, Blur was a little more visceral because, like, um, uh, of course, uh, I I end up having the pleasure to play the game in. 7.1 surround sound audio from my headphones on my PC, and just um, like for the more brutal cars, uh, like the Dodge Viper and stuff like that, when you're just hammering the pedal, like pedal to the floor, um, you hear like the sound of just like wind whizzing past your ears, and it is unreal to me, because um, of course I've had some real world road racing experience, and um, it was something that I almost remembered out of like my five minutes in a Viper spent on the track. So uh, I'm just like uh, uh, impressed. And then uh, the cool thing is like the interface of the of the game kind of also has like I guess you can say uh, sort of like the speed lines effect. So you you end up being immersed in this obnoxious sense of speed. And um, and I think it was kind of a cool thing that uh, Bizarre Creations took the speedometer out of it because. I mean, uh, there was no point in having a speedometer, unlike how so many people lamented on it. And because, um, uh, in my opinion, the only speed that there is in Blur is fast. There is no need to know that at you're going in 120 miles per hour. There is no point to that. It is just the speed is fast. You're either going fast or you're being burned in the dust. It only has one speed, huh? Like Chuck Norris yeah. only has kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, that's that's the best way I could describe the sense of speed from uh, Blur. It was just like you were either on your throttle or you were off, and you were being beat. Wow. And, and then um, the 
uh, the dust from the uh, dirt tracks and everything, those were kind of fun because, of course, like, if you kind of feather the throttle and everything, like, um, the dust would kind of back down a little bit. And then when you really hammered it, just, you would see just clouds of dust flying up, uh, kind of relating to Rob's point about, yeah, the insane amount of dust and everything. So, I mean, it really captured the sense of speed, but, um, uh, I can't say the same for Need for Speed because, um, just like, um, more of the cars that, uh, you get to drive around in um, Need for Speed in the beginning, the um, Porsche Boxster Spider and everything. Like, um, it's it's pretty qu- uh, quick, and um, I've had a pleasure of driving one of those at a road race event for a few minutes and everything. And that car is brutally agile, and um, it is it is pretty easy to forgive uh, on like mistakes uh, on driving skill and everything. And then. Unfortunately, uh, Need for Speed doesn't capture that same that same sort of dynamic for it because like um, I had I had barely messed up uh, messed up a turn and everything, um, and I'm here like trying to correct it using driver's logic and everything, and then Need for Speed's like, nope, you just spun out, dude. This is not how that car works. And then um, the other thing that um, that might be more gameplay related. Um, is the fact that the stats for the cars, some of them are completely off the wall and make absolutely no sense. Because, um, like, the 370Z in the Roadster class for Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, for some reason, the specs are considered classified, but it's so much more higher than, uh, than like, a car like a BMW Z4 um, iDrive 35S. And I'm sitting here going, no, the... Z4 with the three and a half liter engine, that thing would destroy the living crap out of that little Nissan 350 uh, or 370Z Roadster, and it just threw me. It just threw me in a sour spot because I'm a huge car fanatic for um, those who've read my Gran Turismo 5 review, of course. But it just really soured me because I was just like, no. I've driven some of these cars, and that's not how the stats work. It is not like that, and that's, and then it translated to like the sense of speed feeling kind of dull in some points. I was just like, yeah, where are the speed lines? Where are the um, visual and audio cues that give you the sensation that you are hitting, in fact, 143 miles per hour in a car or something? I was, and I just didn't feel that. Hmm. Gotcha. And I think you actually you dipped into. Uh into control a bit there, so we'll, we'll hit that one next. But oh, just, yeah. Yeah, just to uh, to close out the the visual argument, who's gonna, who, are you, who are you guys thinking who's got the better visuals here? I I'm going to go lower. Speed. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I kind of figured that you guys would go both that way. Long's going with the uh, – for those who didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> that Long, crossover. Long's going with, uh, going with Blur and uh, Rob's going with Need for Speed. Uh, I too think I would. I'm gonna have to go with Blur, only because it's like I do agree that Need for Speed has more detail, um, especially on, on the vehicles. But that that sense of speed for Blur that that it, it gives me at least, not Rob, but me and me and uh, you know me and Long here, it uh it 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 makes it more intense. It definitely makes it more fun to play. Um, so I, I think we're, I'm gonna have to go blur on that one. So we'll uh, we'll see blur reigns supreme when it comes to visuals. Because like I said earlier, it's not just about graphics; it's about the entire visual package. That's true. So let's move on to control. 
Um, yeah, I I would lo- I would love to start with Rob's uh, the problems he had with the drifting because I've had oh, questions boy. about that since I saw since I saw your post. I'm like, what is he talking about? So yeah. go for it. I don't. I, I can't honestly say whether or not it's because I play Need for Speed first, or if, if it's just because of the way that I, I don't know. I handle the car, but for whatever reason, in Blur. Even in kart-style games, which is basically what Blur amounts to, it's an adult kart racing game, which is not, you know, not nothing bad at all. I mean, kart racing games are fun; they're great. But even in kart racing games, even drifting in kart racing games, it, it just it works. You know how you understand how the concept works, and then you do it, and that's that's pretty much the end of it. You know, some people have a, a bit more of a grasp on it than others, but at the end of the day, you can, you know, everybody can do it to some extent. Uh, Blur. I, I can't I can't explain it. But blur uh, in the course of playing that drifting, I don't even can't even explain how much I ended up facing the wrong direction, oversteering too much in the in a drift, and and ending up going towards you know barreling towards a wall, not being able to correct myself. It felt like that if you if you drifted even a little bit too much, and maybe this had a problem with my sense of speed too, um, that you lost so much speed out of it. Uh, I, I could never get it to just just, just a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, I really couldn't. I couldn't get that to, to ever happen. Um, need for speed, I didn't have that problem. Need for speed, you know, each car kind of has its its differences as far as how they react on drifting, which, which I expected out of Blur too. Um, but... Uh, on Need for Speed, you get a handle on how you can pull them out of the drift. You know, you can kind of correct your drift in midstream like if you want to be drifting longer. Um, it, it felt like I had better control over it. Uh, it really just, I couldn't, I could not get the hang of drifting in blur. Like, it felt like it was just, it was just out there. Like, no matter what I did, it didn't seem like I could correct what I was doing. Um, and it, it kind of turned me off in the large part because there's a lot of races in that game too where you, you can't you, you can't get through you can't get by without drifting just much like a real car car racing game, um, but uh, yeah I mean control wise I I mean otherwise I felt like Blur was very solid um, drifting was my really my only concern as far as like playability control wise um, I still felt like Need for Speed was definitely more uh, I don't know, uh, solid as far as controls, though. Like, it was definitely more, like, point on for it. Um, like, anything that I did wrong in that game, like, I did it wrong. Like, I, I messed up. So that's why I ended up on that girder, you know, toppling end over end. It wasn't because, you know, I got oversteered and then hit, you know, got hit by a shunt and then smashed by some car, and it's like, I'm done with this game. <laughs> I didn't need to get up and walk away. <laughs> Yeah, um, Blur will definitely multiply your failures. Yeah, I mean, as much as as much as dramatic, you know, car angles will will multiply your failures and make you feel bad. It, it feels even worse when you're just sitting there watching yourself just get destroyed, basically. <laughs> and yeah. in that game too, it's very. I mean, it's kind of an odd duck because, um, you know, short of you ending up really going the opposite way on a track or some some odd some oddity happening, you pretty much always have to steer out of it you know you pretty much just keep going like you I mean, which is cool in a respect but it 
you definitely didn't get like that here's your restart because you just got jacked up <laughs> all the time like i felt like it was like oh okay you're you're still straight enough keep going it's like i'm in a hundredth place there's no way this race is this race is done <laughs> this is over <laughs> gotcha gotcha yeah i mean i think the uh the drifting and need for speed is definitely easier, uh, and while you de- you know, there definitely is a difference in in cars when you drift, but I think there's a greater difference in blur. Like each car you get into in blur, you kind of have to relearn how to drift into in that car, you know. And then unless you're using the, in the well, first of all, in blur you can't even use the same car really over and over again depending on the class of the race so oh, you're yeah. kind of you're forced to use these different cars more so than in need for speed so it's like you get used to using one car and then uh now you're using another one and it's not like um you know each set of races has a specific class they just um you know they change class at random i mean like even in the later portions of the game you're still using d-class cars in some races you know that's the thing. You're still using D-class cars, so it's like you really have don't have a chance to really get used to one. And at the same time, you just you know you're constantly switching. So I think it definitely is more of a challenge. It's more of a visual thing for me now. Like when I when I drift and blur, I know depending on how large the car is, I know when to when to pull off the brake and when to hit the gas mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I kind of had to change it. Whereas you know, a Need for Speed, if I see myself you know let's see overshooting on the uh on the drift i just adjust it and i'm I'm good <laughs> you know that, that's it <laughs> yeah, but the uh i actually i mean i don't necessarily have a problem with the drifting for need for speed but i felt like uh you know as soon as you hit the uh the e-brake you you, you hit like a 45 degree angle you know what i'm saying like uh, that's that's the way it felt for me it felt kind of uh forced you know, right, and, like too much, like e-brake was an automatic kind of, yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, he's hitting e-brake, he wants to drift. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, really, though, no, I mean, I wouldn't hit the e-brake unless I wanted to drift. I don't know, I mean, it's uh, that's what your brake's for. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Yeah, well, I agree. It's not like I run around, like, you know, alternating e-brake and regular brake, but it's, it's still, it kind of yeah. bothered me. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that's. I mean, I guess that's why. I guess that's where me and me and Blur had our our major differences because, um, I mean, it, some cars were were you know. I mean, they even told you you know cars are you know more grippy, drifty, normal kind of you know as far as how they drove. But even in the course of like you know, I'm driving a drifty car, even if I'm not a touching the brake at all you know even if i'm not like forcing a, a, a drift you know even on like those turns where it's like i'm just going to use the car's natural drift to drift through this turn because it's drifty uh it felt like I, it still somehow was lacking control and like over what was going on i mean even the course of hitting you know hitting the e-brake and, and need for speed and like you know going knowing that you're going directly into that drift I I don't know. Maybe it's just a feel thing between the two games. But as just me as a player sitting there and doing it, I definitely could get better control over. All right, I know I'm hitting I'm hitting this turn and you know and Need for Speed to, to hit the brake and start into my drift and and just be able to guide myself through that turn. You know, I, I just felt like I had better control over it. I, I don't know. That's that's really what it came down to. Like control to me felt tighter. Um, you know, easier, not easier. 
up for debate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I, I felt like it, it controlled better as far as that goes. I don't know. I think they have like one big problem in like every aspect of Blur. I think that's my thing. <laughs> we I got mean, dust. Now the e-brake. Now we got. Now we've got drifting. All right. Yeah. Well, I know. I kind of. I do appreciate how easy the e-brake is in Need for Speed at some sometimes because I have games like specific games that I play when I'm on the phone with people. Because I hate just sitting on the phone and not really doing anything. And at the same time, I don't want to play a game that I need to pay attention to. Uh, like, I would never play Assassin's Creed while I was on the phone with somebody. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, never. that's just a bad idea. I, I've, missed, I've missed phone calls because I've been playing Assassin's Creed. And I really don't want to stop what I'm doing. <laughs> and, um, you know, Need for Speed is a phone call game for me because it's so easy to do things like drift like in blur i kind of have to you know kind of calculate you know when i drift and drifting is especially um the deeper you get into the game the drifting is a major part so it's like i really don't play blur when i'm on the phone with people um however um i do have problems with the overall controls of the cars um i sometimes some cars like you know like i know a dodge charger is heavy but sometimes it feels like it's too heavy. Like, it feels like, yeah, I know it's got a heavy engine, but did you also put, like, salt bags in the back? Like, you know, when I'm trying to make turns and stuff like that, you know, or, or try to make quick reactions, it's like, this is a sports car, and sometimes I just can't make very fast reactions with it, and that bothers me. Whereas with Blur, um, you know, granted, if I'm driving an SUV, um, it's not going to give me that quick reaction, but if I'm driving some of the heavier cars, I need to make a quick right, not like a full right turn, but like you know, go right to dodge um, an, ob- an oncoming object, uh, you know, power up that somebody left behind, possibly a car flying through the air, you know, uh, I can do that. And boy, I really didn't feel that I was able to do that that well with Need for Speed, because so many times where it's like, okay this is coming, I'm going to turn, and then I start turning, and it's just not fast enough, you know? That's just me. Oh. <laughs> Long and quiet, let's go. Long what you got. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, part, of it's, uh, part of it's the real-world car nerd in me talking and everything, um, because, of course, as, as I've stated multiple times, just I've had real-world experience, so I've played with a lot of cars, and um, had my life flash before my eyes a few times, so, um, like, Blur, um, because of the kart racer um, uh, nature of the game and everything, and how, like, my earlier point of how either you are on the throttle or you're off uh, for the sense of speed and everything, um, yeah, there are there are some points uh, where just uh, you have to really, really, really just be careful and everything, because, I mean, like, I could pull drifts off uh, pretty easily and not have any issue with it, and recoveries were pretty good, and part of it was just uh, being able to uh, apply some of my real-world knowledge to it and just uh, get out some of, some of the more, like, caustic situations where just um, I've had, like, sessions on Xbox Live where, like, just a whole mob of children, like, slams into the back of me because they're like, Oh, 90 degree turn. How do we get through this? Hey, we can go faster by crashing into each other. And then you have like this uh, um, something like an 18 car wreck in one quarter. And everyone's just, uh, you can hear everyone on Xbox Live just going, ah, son of a. And 
and everything. And I mean, I've been able to recover out of some of those bad spills pretty, uh, pretty nicely and everything. And uh, just really didn't feel like I had too much trouble um, as far as controls go. And um, on top of that, there's there's also some of the um, mechanics related features for um, the controls, like um, um, uh, like uh, referencing Jar- Jared's review on Blur, where they advise you to even use like the the um, boost uh, the boost power up to use it as a giant air brake for some of the more tighter corners in Blur, which uh, that has actually saved my bacon a few times in some of the Xbox Live races where I see these critical um, everyone going to crash into this corner because they think it's the fastest way through, and then I end up just using an air brake, and it ends up saving me because I end up sliding backwards, not end up in the crash, and just shoot out and then I'll kind of taunt the kids on Xbox Live and go, haha, suckers, and everything. So that's that's kind of fun. And Need for Speed, while, I mean, some of the things like um, the drifts are easier to pull off and there are some occasions where, like, uh, recoveries are pretty easy and the game's pretty forgiving about it, um, I do have the same issue with uh, Jarrett where just some of the cars just felt lunky. It just felt like someone decided to go, well... This car is big. It's so big. We're gonna throw a boat anchor in the trunk and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would just go, "No, this is not how it works." It's, it's like this car does not have a boat anchor in the back of it. It's like change it. I'm upset. Change it now. And then, of course, like some of the some of the other cars that I'll play around with in um, Need for Speed, uh, the controls just don't translate to what I've known from real world standards and everything. Like, uh, in the beginning, one of the racer cars and cop cars you can unlock is an RX-8. And the RX-8 in in the real world is super agile. I mean, it's not the strongest car, but it is, it is damn quick on, like, just curves and turns and just being able to shoot out of things. And for some reason, they didn't translate the dynamics of the RX-8 in Need for Speed properly. Uh versus um versus uh on how blur like the dynamics of the cars were pretty pretty dead on and the controls felt just like how the cars be uh really behave in the real world and uh, i mean hate uh, hate to just knock points against um need for speeds like ease of playability and everything uh but yeah i'm really gonna have to put more points on control for blur because i really didn't have any issue with control and just from the messed up vehicle dynamics in Need for Speed, it really didn't translate to just nice and tight controls like some of the more technical real-world cars that are featured in and Need for Speed and everything. They just, uh, they're either way, way too like teched out or they mess up something on the dynamics and it's just like, no, this is not how this car would behave in real life. That This car would not break out into like a, a 400 a uh, 400 yard drift and be able to sustain it. It's just like no, that's not possible. And um, kind of like the incident with uh, the Porsche and everything, where it's supposedly supposed to be real easy to recover and real forgiving, as well as pretty stout and pretty quick. Yeah, just um, that was one of the few cars in Need for Speed that really upset me because uh, it didn't feel tight. It didn't feel like the controls were tight with it. It just felt like, oh yeah, this car can break into slides because it's just um, it's just designed as a rural drive car with um, with this much power. So yeah, it's just going to be able to slide and break into drifts and whatever. And that's 
that was a little upsetting for me. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and by no, no means do I consider myself a car buff. I just like racing games. I mean, I don't I really don't know that much about cars, but it just felt like heavier than normal. You know, it felt like heavy. The car, a lot of the cars felt heavier than they should have been, and it just felt like I didn't really get the handling I should have out of the vehicles. So, um, so on that note, uh, I'm assuming we're gonna go. Well, I know Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Rob likes uh, he likes Need for Speed on the, on the control, but uh, I think Blair wins this one because both me and uh, me and Long are in agreement with that. And I promise every podcast is not going to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't we don't meet secretly before the podcast. Like, hey, you want to go with Blair? He's like, yeah. You know, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. so, opinions, nothing but real opinions here. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just, just happens to be the way this is broken down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and for any of the listeners out there, we don't um, we don't beat up any opposers. We don't like drag them off to a closet and go, oh, you want to go against Blur, eh? Well, we're going to give you fifty lashings for that. Don't look at the you, Actually, that that happened before the podcast, though. But I'm okay with being the underdog. It's all right. <laughs> you try to keep that under wraps. <laughs> what kind of operation do you think we're running? <laughs> So, but uh, so okay, we're gonna give controls to Blur. Now let's talk about sound, which, um, I mean, you can really break that into two, two, two separate categories, especially when it comes to a racing game. Um, you know, you have the music, and then on top of that, you also have the sound effects. Um, for sound effects, I honestly have to say not that big of a difference between the two. Like, I think both games had good sound effects. The only thing I do like about Blur that um, Need for Speed you really don't get, and that's because you don't really ride on that many dirt roads, or at least I didn't notice it when I when I was riding on dirt roads, is the fact that in, in Blur, when you're riding on a dirt road, you hear rocks kicking up and hitting your car, and it really adds that sense of speed I love, <laughs> you know, talking about earlier. But I really... I mean, that's just something a little extra. Really can't knock uh, Need for Speed for having that. I mean, possibly I just didn't notice it. It wasn't noticeable enough, but it's very noticeable in Blur. Um, for music, though, and this is, to be honest with you, this is all personal opinion when it comes to music. I definitely prefer the music in Blur over Need for Speed. Um, Blur has a lot of... Um, you know, has a lot of uh, Euro tracks, like a lot of drum and bass, things like that. And, um, well, I'm, I'm into drum and bass, I gotta be honest. I, I like drum and bass a lot, so I really enjoyed the Blur soundtrack. Um, the Need for Speed tra- soundtrack, I didn't think it was bad. Uh, some of the songs I really wish they didn't put on there. Like any song by Benny Benassi <laughs> could have been taken out. Be honest with you. Yeah, I, I I did end up skipping you know some of those songs in the course of it. And I guess I might as well just go ahead because I'm already talking. But um, they, uh, I agree as far as like sounds of the actual racing cars themselves. Um, they they were pretty even. Uh, at first, I was kind of like, I don't feel like Blur really has you know that good as far as car sounds, but I think it's just the selection of cars at the beginning. Once it starts opening up, and you can start, you actually get to sit there on the menu and listen to the different cars. Like you, you realize they they really did put in the time to to get the the proper noises and everything as far as sounds for the the engines, cars when they're driving, that whole deal. Um, 
that was pretty much a wash. Um, maybe it was just in my course of playing the game more, but Need for Speed. Um, I did also notice the you know the rocks kicking up and stuff in the dirt roads. It's something you notice more when you're doing the racer uh, career, I guess, than the than the cop, which I was more privy to but in the in the racer like you a lot of times escaping from cops and stuff like that especially when you're playing online you end up using the, the shortcuts which a lot of them are dirt roads in that game um which they they had all the you know all the proper sounds um like it all sounded pretty good um soundtrack uh not so much with the Euro stuff. So again, this is his personal opinion. Um, it's not that I disliked it. It, it was just pretty much like it, it's something I can race to, um, but it wasn't like anything that really got me into it. Um, even as far as Need for Speed's license soundtrack, I liked most of the tracks. Um, like you said, Benny Manassi, Skip, you know, some of the stuff that was drum and bass, it was kind of like, okay, can, let's let's move on to something else. Um, uh, a lot of the songs were kind of like I could, you know, take or leave it. Um, you know, some of the stuff by Thirty Seconds to Mars, like in Edge of the World. I think because of the fact that it was in the trailer and it got me so hyped up that like I love listening to that song while I'm playing. Um, but then they actually have just the the normal soundtrack that plays in the in the middle of like a tense race, even outside of you know when you're a cop or on the online modes or when you're in like the last mile stretch of a race. Um, I felt like the music in that was. I guess definitely more like cinema quality as far as it definitely had that feel of like music you'd hear during a big Hollywood chase and it never fails to to get me to get me going as far as you know getting get the pulse going and really get into it like I need to take this guy out or I need to get away from this cop um so really I I would actually say pretty close they were they were pretty even in my opinion aside from that um maybe you know a point one margin to to need for speed because of the 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 cinematic you know the the last mile of the race let's go you know that that deal but soundtrack and stuff pretty pretty close uh, you know nothing that hurt like really hurt either game or, or broke either game uh pretty close on that okay how about you Wong? um sound uh as far as the sound effects go um Bizarre Creations did a great job. Uh, I mean, I think that's partly in course the fact that uh, they've probably uh, just went back to some of their uh, Project Gotham racing data and were like, hey, what's what's the sound of this car sound like? And then just kind of ported the sounds over. So lots of the cars sound pretty pretty damn realistic. And um, like just being able to listen to the cars one for one and go, yeah, that's that's what that car sounds like in real life. And that's that's pretty dead on. And that was good. And then the point that you had made earlier about the rocks kicking up, and it sounds like it's uh, the rocks are like being kicked up to the quarter panels, the fender, and everything on some of the dirt road races uh, for Blur. That that really won me over because it just captured that that sense uh, that sense of the speed and just ripping through a dirt road, just trying to um, break through and everything. It just captured captured that very well in a sense and everything and need for speed i can't quite say that i wasn't uh, that i was a fan of just how some of the cars sounded pretty generic and everything and like uh, one of the cars that was un- that uh, was unlocked during the beginner sets of the races in need for speed the subaru wrx uh for the uh cop team and everything uh it didn't have the um, boxer four motor trademark 
um, growl at the low RPMs and everything. And it, uh, I mean, it just kind of, uh, in my opinion, throughout the power band of that particular car, it just sounded like a giant weed whacker, which I was just like, no, that's not quite how that car sounds in real life. Um, whoever did this recording, they, they just need to be decapitated. Death penalty for them. So well, you know, next year, you, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, and that was that was the that was the thing that pissed me off, and of course, that's again part of the um, car nerd uh, part of me just speaking out. And as far as like music, um, I thought the I thought the nice underground um, Eurobeat style um, music that was featured in Blur. I thought that was that was pretty cool. It just kind of captured the whole underground racing sort of thing, and and all that, uh, which uh, that, in my opinion, that was pretty good. And Need for Speed, I'm gonna have to agree with all you guys. There were some tracks that I was not quite a fan of, and then there were some that I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, uh, that's a nice addition to have." And I don't know if this holds true for the Xbox 360 version of the game, but on the PlayStation 3 one, if you go into the audio options, you can actually change the soundtrack to use music that's actually on your PlayStation 3's hard drive. Um, because uh, just there are some of those moments I was just like, yeah, the music in this game is not amping me up. And so I just go um, to, to one of my uh, heavy metal playlists and everything, and I just go... Okay, what uh, we need some good old fashioned Slayer here for this race, and then I just pop in the track and go, yeah, let's 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 rock with Slayer for for this race for Need for Speed, and that made some of the races a little more personal to me. I was like, heck yeah, now I'm really destroying you you little saps on the road, and it just felt fun to be able to race with my own personal music. So that's a good point um, i didn't even really use the the personal soundtrack that much but yeah it did have that that option and i'm sure 360 did because 360 even if it doesn't necessarily offer within the game you can usually just play over you know play and play in place the music that's going in the game whatever music that you want from your own personal hard drive so yeah uh so i mean uh, i'll give uh, i'll give merit to need for speed for that uh the ability to be able to inject your own soundtrack that was really cool and I mean, it's great to see a lot of the racing games uh, just do that nowadays. Uh, and I mean, I guess uh, Blur was just more centric on um, capturing the sense of speed rather than the music, because unfortunately, uh, the the music gets a little uh, a little muddy from some of the racing sound effects and everything. I mean, that and sometimes uh, like when Jarrett was mentioning that when you get into like real tight races you just hear like the roaring engines around you just of the cars just trying to cut through or whatever and also some of the uh, uh, some of the sound effects from like the weapons like when you fire a shunt it just sounds like this this like a deathly heat-seeking rocket just like zooming pew, in pew, pew. yeah it was just like, <laughs> just like beep, and then you're just like oh yeah here we go here we go and you're just counting down the seconds and then when you see the car just like flip over and you just hear the sass like boom and then this car just goes flying and you're just like oh that was awesome yeah, so. firing a shunt definitely had that distinctive like, oh shit, here comes a blue, you know, a blue shell coming at me in Mario Kart feel because you knew it when it was coming. You could you could hear it. That was definitely distinctive. 
Oh, yeah, it was creeping on you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can just hear it. You're like, oh, man, I don't have a shield. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had, like, in regards to the music, uh, I was on the phone, like, one time I was, I was on the phone with my cousin while I was uh, playing. And I, I was kind of having a similar conversation to what we're having right now. And I guess, with the joke I said, was like, I guess Need for Speed heard what I said because it played the Benny Benassi song. Like, I put the... um. <laughs> <laughs> I put the I put you know the soundtrack on random, and so it'll play Benny Benassi song, another song, Benny Benassi song, another song, <laughs> Benny Benassi song. It was like over and over and over again. I'm just like, wow, just kill me. Poltergeist. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it did. Next, it's gonna put you on the TV and make you play along with Benny Benassi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's. I was like, you know, EA Tracks has never, ever ever done a good job at getting good music yeah I, i'll say that in the overall it, it's pretty true i mean like they'll have you know their standout tracks here and there but in large part like if you look at quality of like here's a game here's an overall soundtrack yeah not that great um like maddens and stuff have been very big victims of that um i felt like i felt like actually even though I didn't like some of the tracks in Need for Speed, I did feel like actually it was better than most of the soundtracks they usually put together for a game. <laughs> yeah, they. It feels like they have like some 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 fifty year old dude in the room. Like, hey, what are the kids listening to these days? You know, and then they they, they put the music in based on that. You know, like none of the music in that game really got me pumped and ready to go. Um, but just uh, you know, in Blur, just something like one or two of the tracks from Pendulum, that's all I really need to to, to, to get going, because it's already, it's fast, you know, it's fast-paced music, very hectic pace for the game, so, you know, that, it really works out, like, if Blur had the Need for Speed soundtrack, it would feel so awkward, like, why am I listening to this Benny Benassi song while I'm battling out with these other cars, Yeah. Yeah, if that happened in Blur, I would have probably just um, promptly taken my uh, my Blur Xbox 360 disc, taken it to a gun range, and shot it promptly. It was and the thing. The thing about the 360, like um, Rob mentioned earlier, you can in any game you can replace your soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, whereas the PS3 doesn't have that luxury, uh, unfortunately. I don't know why, but um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, now, the one thing I do really like about Need for Speed is the, uh, you know, when you go into the car select screen and you select the car, and then the girl's voice comes on and starts talking about the car. I love that. Like, that even in the awesome. original, yeah, <laughs> even in, like, in the, the original Need for Speed, I love that. I used to sit there, and like I said, I don't really know anything about cars, and so I just sit there and listen to, at that time it was a guy, I just sit there and listen to him talk about about the car and the history of the car and what it does and you know why it's unique you know how it came to be all that stuff yeah like i was really i think that's really really interesting yeah i actually um, forgot that in presentation it definitely is something that i mean i guess a lot of knocks came against it for sounding too much like a car commercial but realistically i'm not buying any of these cars for the most part <laughs> so it's never yeah. gonna matter 
<laughs> I mean, it, but to hear about, you know, like the Paganini, uh, you know, like hearing about them making that car and the, just the different things that went into all these different cars. I mean, you don't always sit there and listen to it. But when you're looking at a car and you're like, man, I appreciate this car. Like me and this car have been through some races. It's nice to hear, you know, like the, the history that came up to it, you know, as far as the the whole background of the car and you know what they put into this one uh it's you know like that's cool that's definitely a good part of the presentation or of the soundtrack depending on where you want to put it yeah um it's really good um that, that they actually did that because i mean for for some people who aren't as much as like car nerds or car geeks or whatever then i mean they can kind of learn about the car see why the car is heralded by some of the automotive industries like a halo a halo like car and everything like that like uh, the Baganis and stuff like that it's like uh, when you hear oh yeah limited production just um <clears throat> they took excuse me an engine just um uh, did all sorts of crazy wild things to it and then just designed this futuristic looking shell and said you know we think um putting this engine into the shell will make it go faster and then the reasons behind it that i thought that was really cool um uh, the factoids were more on the level of Gran Turismo, I must want to say. Yeah. Uh, and a little more condensed, however, but, I mean, still, just right on the level of Gran Turismo, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah it was I definitely do. about the cars. I mean, the, especially when they... You, you can just sit there and look at it, and they just they just go right into the into the monologue. It wasn't anything you had to prompt yourself if you didn't, you know, if you wanted to listen to it. You know, you just sit there for a couple seconds, and they'll, they'll tell you about it, you know. It... Definitely, you know, especially when you're getting the rotation of the car and you're looking at all the parts of it, you know, hearing about how, like, you know, they, they drop this out of it. This is completely stripped down. There's not even a passenger seat in this. There's no radio in this Porsche, you know, things like that. It was like, that's that's kind of cool to know, actually. <laughs> you know, I don't yes, consider is. myself to be a, you know, a huge, like, I like cars, but I'm not, you know, not very, you know, much real world in the cars as far as, you know, I've never raced anything more than my engine in my car <laughs> um it's pretty much you know i i like you know i like how i like i like top gear i like looking at cars I like races but to not but to know like that kind of cool that kind of stuff is definitely you know something i didn't know you know and all those in most of those respects so yeah yeah so that's that's definitely cool but i guess for the overall uh what are you thinking along need for speed of blur I think I already know the answer, but go ahead. <laughs> um, blur, mainly because of the small touches and, and things like that. Like, the dirt hitting fenders and everything. That that just won me over. Okay. How about you, uh, well, Rob, Need for Speed, I'm assuming? Uh, no, Wash, actually. It's pretty much a tie. I mean, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that huge a difference as far as soundtrack goes to, to really give it all to Need for Speed. Because really, when it boiled down to it for me, what mattered most was that... The, the actual racing sounds and the, the cars themselves sounded, you know, for the most part correct. I mean, it's not always going to be perfect, but that it was close enough. Um, and I felt like they were pretty even in that respect. I didn't, you know, feel like I was riding a scooter when I was in, you know, in a Camaro or anything. You know, it's right. so it was OK. Like, I mean, it was a tie for me. OK. Um, I'm also I think I'm going to go with a tie. Uh, not necessarily because it sounds so similar, but because each one has... You know they they well, well they do sound similar, uh, in terms of like the sound effects, um, but each one has something different that I think um, really adds points to it. Like uh, you know well, 
the Need for Speed and the car descriptions and the fact that Need for Speed actually has music other than the soundtrack, you know, to try to um, make things seem a bit more cinematic, uh, where Blur does not. Uh, but at the same time that Blur has the, uh, you know, the, the, the subtle sound effects that really help help you feel that the that you're going faster, you know, and gives you a sense of speed and intensity, especially when it comes to the, uh, you know, the power-ups and stuff like that, like firing the power-ups, or if you're in a large group and everybody is firing power-ups and putting up shields at the same time, blocking other guys, knocking people out the way, like, I think it really adds to the intensity of the game, so I'm gonna have to say it's a tie, so... Uh, we're gonna go with tie on that one for sound. Uh, so now let's talk about gameplay, which it may be a bit difficult since you know ones they're both arcade racers, but you know one's more of a kart racer, the other one's more of your standard uh, standard arcade racer. Even though they did add the power ups, which I did not like that. Really? I will not power. I did not like the extra stuff they gave the racers. Oh, the cops, okay, okay. Cops don't necessarily mind it. I don't like what they gave the racers. They gave the racers EMP. They gave the racers spike strips. I don't like that. The whole point, the thing about the racers, you're supposed to be more like the rabbit getting chased. You know, you're not. You're not supposed to have much of anything in your favor except. I'm real fast. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like you know, try to catch me. If you, you know, the cops is a different story. Putting down spike strips, um, roadblocks, stuff like that to try to slow down the racers is one thing. But you know, the fact that the racers have EMPs and spike strips, I did not like that. I felt um, like in the single player mode, I I felt like that would have been unnecessary. And the online, I guess I could see it more because you know you want to level the playing field. I mean. You, people would never want to be racers, you know. People would be getting crushed by the cops all the time. Although that's not necessarily true. I feel like it that a lot of, especially when you get up in the higher tiers, the cars they get they they all get so ridiculously fast, and they're all kind of fairly close, even though they do tune them differently. You know, like the cop cars tend to have lower top speeds but higher acceleration. Uh, like racers have higher top speeds, but like really at the end of the day, it's kind of pretty close as far as cars go. It's not a huge discrepancy. I mean, you're not always driving a Crown Vic. It's not, you know, a, a 50 mile an hour difference in speed. So, um, it, it definitely is... I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> That's okay. <so terrible. laughs> I, I just started thinking about just started thinking about how ridiculous Need for Speed would be if you were in a Crown Vic the entire time. Like, man, this game would be terrible. <laughs> it, it blew my train of thought. It really did. Like, man, I'm never going to cut that Lamborghini. I'm going to stop playing this game. Anyway, power-ups. I remember now. Um, <laughs> uh, I definitely, yeah, I didn't feel like, I didn't hate it necessarily, I kind of saw where where it would come in, it would be kind of strange to not have it in the single player mode, and then have it in, in the online multiplayer to get used to it, um, considering everything crosses over from one to the other, all the unlocks, all the levels cross over, so everything you do in one, you know, does still carry over to the other one, it would be kind of weird to like lock you out of having any power-ups in the, in the racer career, but then online giving you powers to kind of even the playing field a bit. Um, I do feel like the power should have been more different. Like, I like the fact that they have Radar Jammer. Like, I feel like that was a very appropriate one. Like, the ability to be able to just lock a cop out of doing something to you in your vicinity, that made sense to me. Um, not so much Spike Strip. Like, there's no re reason, a, you know, a racer would have a Spike Strip. That's kind of stupid. EMP, eh. 
maybe, you know, Nitro. I basically felt like half of the power-ups were appropriate, the other half weren't. Um, like radar jamming, nitro, those made sense. Other ones, they they could have done something different with them. Yeah, radar jamming, I can see. Nitro, definitely. Spike strips, definitely not. Even the EMP, like, definitely not. You know what my big problem with the spike strip is? It's one use only. Uh, to my knowledge, the spikes exist after somebody runs their tires over it. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the only thing I could say about that is in the trailer that when they triggered a spike strip, that like it kind of like collapsed after the the car hit it. I don't know if that's to make it so that there's just not like a line of spike strips on the road when you're going through. But I don't know. I, I guess that was just a design decision as far as race raceability. And I can't really say much about it aside from that. I think it was a bad race decision. See, that's the thing. They should have taken, you know, take that away from the racers and, you know, make it a strategy thing for the cop. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to him just dropping one spike strip, you know, you might want to try to, you know, organize it so that you're in front of them. And then when a bunch of them are coming, you drop it and then boom, you take a couple out at a time. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it sounds easy, but it's not that easy to right. do. You know, I also didn't really like the delay. Like, there was a little delay when deploying the spike strip. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is. And I guess to make it not so much like instant shot, I mean, y- you can get that little bit of a reaction if somebody's in your rear view out of a racer. It, it seems to matter more in the, the single player because, I mean, the AI definitely knew. So it, it would definitely be able to avoid it better. But in the online races, I didn't. I, there was a delay, but it never seemed to matter too much as long as you had somebody lined up correctly. Because it definitely was a game of you know getting that person in your rearview mirror, but not being so far ahead that they they could see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really like that. Really kind of. I'm not gonna say it spoiled it for me. It's just something I wish they would not have put in there. You know, for the races. But hey, that's just me. Yeah, it surprised um, me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure some people are like, oh, you're a fool. That thing is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it no. didn't, like I said, it didn't hurt the experience for me. I, I guess part of it, too, was that the fact that, especially in the trailers and all the, the lead up stuff for it, uh, up until, you know, closer to when the game actually released, they never really said anything about cops ha- or racers having any kind of abilities you know they it was all like you know it was straight racing like it was just you getting away from them um it wasn't about you having any any power-ups yourself or anything they never showed anything in that respect up until closer to when the game actually released so it was kind of like maybe a bait and switch a little bit um and it definitely i think that was the biggest divergence from past need for speeds because past ones you didn't have that you know and there was no power-ups it was just use your wits you know keep on the gas good reaction times and that was the that was the name of the game right right well i I mean it's useful but then at the same time i really wish it wasn't there (laughs) it would make it a bit more challenging for me um other than that like in gameplay actually i did have something to say but i think i caught rob's condition where i forgot what exactly I was going to say. I mean, we already talked... The thing, like, the, the crashes for me... Um, this, the, You know how the, the slowdown cam... We talked about that in visuals earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that really bothers me. That that kind of takes me out of the game. You know, when, when that happens. So, that kind of bothered me about the gameplay. Um, trying to think of something good. 
Okay, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, a negative <laughs> here. He's got a sledgehammer <laughs> over there. He's got his yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just banging away. Here he goes. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm super negative about the game. Like I said, I did have fun playing it, but there's just certain things that I wish, uh, you know, they 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 wouldn't have did, um, or that they did, they would have done. I wish they would have taken more cues from uh, most Need for Speed and Most Wanted, especially in the way the cops deal with you. And how they try to take you down, like in 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 this Need for Speed, cop's gonna try to get next to you. He's gonna try to uh, you know just hit you and get your health down, or he's gonna try to get in front of you, put down a spike strip, you know stuff like that. Whereas in Most Wanted, cops would like they come into you in groups of twos and threes, and they try to pin you down because in Most Wanted, getting caught was about them stopping you for a certain period of right, time. Right, not you getting completely destroyed. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, and you would, you know, they, they, they'd run like triangles on you, you know, one in front, two on the side, and pin you into it. And the thing is, if you were actually, if you actually got caught in that, that was extremely effective because you really were, you really, yeah, it you was very no, difficult to no get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you really had to watch out for stuff like that or even the helicopters coming down and pushing down on your car, mm-hmm. you know, from the top, you know, stuff like that. Um, so instead they turn into like, oh, your car has this much health. If you, if you run out of health, you're going to, you're going to get wrecked. And I really wish they wouldn't have did that. Um, cause even in like, you know, other hot pursuits, it was about them stopping you. You know, it was about the cop. Like if, if a cop could stop you, you were done. You know, they come into the back, hit the back left or right tire and try to make you spin out. You know, that would have been awesome to me. You know, that's that's like trying to dodge that is like kind of challenging. It's kind of fun. But them just coming in and keep hitting you, keep hitting you. It's very annoying, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I understand the design change, uh, especially when you include power-ups and things of that nature. Because I guess it also has to do a lot with the, the way that players are now, as far as, you know, like people who play video games now. They try to appeal to everyone. You know, they're trying to get that... Uh, not to offend anybody, but that bro crowd, that sports gamer crowd that's like, you know, I want it to be accessible, I want it to be easy, but I want it to be awesome at the same time. Uh, and they want to be rewarded, so they want to have power-ups. They want to be able to, you know, like, call in a you know, call in a roadblock and you know, do all these kind of crazy things, EMPs. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it really... Should I mean? I guess if you, it's one way or the other. If you include the power ups, it makes it. It's incredibly easy to stop a racer when you have the power ups. Really, when you get down to it, um, like them hitting a roadblock, hitting them with an EMP is a, it's a, a certain stop, pretty you know, for a period of time. Really, um, there's just a lot of things that like would have had to change with the inclusion of power ups to when you know, like the respect as respect to like how slow you know how far do you have to slow somebody down? You know, the to really keep them out of it, you know, do you have to disable them? The health bar, not necessarily such a fan of that. I felt like, you know, that it still would have been a health bar, really, but you could have just stayed away from having an actual health bar on the screen. Um, just show the condition of the car worsening, more or less, which does happen, but in, but when you see, you know, a health bar over a car that you're chasing, it's kind of like, while I know exactly how much I need to do to, you know, to take them out, you, you don't worry as much about certain things. Um, it's just it's just different design choice, I guess. Uh, I I appreciate what they did with it. I don't I don't necessarily like hate it, but I don't necessarily 
need it to be exactly like the old one. It's just the choice. I mean, before the podcast, actually, Long was saying that it's kind of an evolution of burnout, which is why I'm okay with the with why I'm okay with the change. You know, the spectacular crashes and stuff are like or are, are the end the end result. You know, that gratification that like I just totally hit that guy into that guardrail and he just went flipping over me and you know we stopped him it's a little ridiculous but that's okay because the crashes that i put some of those racers into nobody would be walking away from that much less getting arrested but that's you know that's the choice (laughs) it's it's gratification (laughs) you know i wouldn't mind it so much if the game was actually burnout (laughs) you know what i'm saying if it was like you know a new burnout that's one thing but, uh, I mean, it's a need for speed, and so I, I expect certain things from it. You know, especially being a hot pursuit game, because even, you know, like we said, said earlier, in the original hot pursuits, it was about stopping the racer, you know. But, hey, if that's what the kids want to play these days. Uh-oh. Know. Uh-oh. Grandpa <laughs> Jarrett. <laughs> uh, He's coming down the stairs. Saying. <laughs> get off, off my game. lawn yeah. <laughs> yeah. no I'm just saying like and you're right people do want to be rewarded and stuff like that but my thing is like I think we had a conversation about this before long uh, about how some games give you like um, uh, you know gamer points just for turning the game on or creating <laughs> a new save file and yeah. stuff like that like that's the problem with America today. People want to be rewarded without doing work. Yeah, it's the truth, though. But that's who's buying your games. So I guess you got to kind of, to a certain extent, you got to you got to go with it, especially when you're doing something that's more of a popular choice. You know, something that's you know all about the popularity of you know racing and underground racing and being you know that street racing type of that type of thing. Popularity has gone up over you know over time. Um, it, it stinks just in some extent that you know a design choice has to change because of that, but it's a business too, and they got to make money. So uh, I, I still felt like you know as much as they did to it, they still made it a fun game to play, um, even if some of those design choices aren't necessarily directly in line with the old Need for Speed. I felt like the the spirit of it was still there. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I don't know. I think uh, I have the views, most of the views that I do in terms of like game challenges and you know community support and stuff like that, because I'm a, I'm a I'm a, P, I'm a PC gamer at heart, and uh, I don't know like Rob, are you a PC gamer, really or not extensively? Mostly, mostly console. I mean, there's certain things I'll play on PC. As much as I play first-person shooters, which is not that much at all. Um, I would rather play on a PC, but tendency is that I can go either way, split with that. I just tend to game on console more. It's just convenient. <laughs> gotcha. See, I think, um, and Long will probably agree with me, like, when it comes to, like, PC gamers and, like, the development of games, like, we expect, I think we expect more, um, and we expect each game to get better, you know, whereas, like, you know, and this is a totally different podcast altogether. The status quo console gamer kind of just wants to play the same thing over and over again, which is why Call of Duty breaks ridiculous records every year since Modern Warfare. Um, you know, because I don't care what anybody says. Modern Warfare, I'm not going to count World at War because that game sucked, and it was a different development company, but Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 and even Black Ops is just more of the same thing. It's really, they're not that different. Whereas with 
you know, in the PC kind of in the PC community, like if you come out with a sequel or a different game, like you should really have a uh Yeah, it, it should be the, the evolution different, yeah. Exactly. It needs it needs to you need it needs to be an evolution of the game. And the thing is like make sure it doesn't suck or else we'll you know, we'll burn you at the stake. That's <laughs> the thing. Like don't go ahead and um, try to make big changes. Yeah, I've seen yeah, I've seen that. I mean and uh, that's I mean it's a different podcast, but it's true. I mean, it's it really is becomes the same thing year after year. Um, so it it kind of stinks on that level that you're like, man. Uh, well, as a console gamer um, and somebody who's played games for a long time, and it is a completely different discussion, but that it does influence that a lot. I mean, people want to play. They want to play certain things, but they don't want those certain things to change that much. But they'll complain if it doesn't change enough. <laughs> right, yeah. It's hard on the developers. But the thing is, that's what makes great developers, which, like, in my opinion, like, Valve, great developer. Because they, even when they came up with Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, there was a lot of noise. Even for me, I was not very happy with the fact that Left 4 Dead 2 was coming out only a year after Left 4 Dead came out. I was not happy. But then I actually played it. And, like, the change, that they kept the core gameplay, but they changed enough, like, they changed the director, the way he works, they changed some of the, uh, you know, some of the specials, they changed, you know, and to be honest with you, when they changed, and of course they added weapons, um, but when they changed the director, that really, that was a huge change for the better, and, you know, Left 4 Dead 2, I, I haven't played Left 4 Dead 1 since, so... You know, it's it's difficult, but it's doable because there are developers that do it. You know, yeah. So it's there's no of, excuse. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ironic actually that you mentioned that, um, because I felt the same way about Left 4 Dead um, as far as like one and two, and I had only played it on Xbox to be honest. But um, it's funny because as a PC gamer, you wouldn't like as a console gamer if that game only came out on console and they announced Left 4 Dead two a year after Left 4 Dead one, I if it had only been console, I probably would have felt nothing. But as a PC, like on a PC gaming level, you expect that, you know, they can update those things. They can make those additions to a game and change it, not fundamentally, but change it enough that you don't need to release, a, you know, another version or a .5 version of that game every year to, to you know, satisfy the, the need for people just to have a new game in their hands. Um it's just kind of funny because really, if it were console, nobody would complain. You know, we've gotten kind of used to having, you know, okay, we had that game last year. Here comes number two. I mean, a lot of times out of Activision more than anybody else, but a lot of people are guilty of it. That you know, here's the every year, got to have that sequel coming out. Got to have that new game. <laughs> right, gotcha. So let's get back on topic because <laughs> we don't want to turn it. We don't want. I don't want to have to edit this and break this off into a totally different podcast. <laughs> Just that section right there. But um, you know, in terms of like Need for Speed, I don't really feel that it's an evolution of the Need for Speed series. I think they took some Need for Speed, they mixed it up with some Burnout, and then they put the game out. Which I mean, you have a valid point saying that you know they they make. They make games for the for the masses, but you know it's very it sucks like for somebody like me who's really looking for a bigger challenge. Like I can honestly tell you, like I like, I don't think I'm going to beat Need for Speed because um, I don't really see a point in continuing to play it. Like it's not really challenging to play. 
So why am I going to waste my time, you know, playing the game? It's not all that challenging. I really don't get a sense of accomplishment from winning any of the levels. And, you know, we had talked about it beforehand, before the podcast started. You know, when you... They, a good thing they added was the, the social integration, um, the auto log, where, you know, you can see your friends and what they're racing and if they beat your times and so forth and so on. And at first, I was kind of into it, you know. And then about a week or two later, I was like, oh, he beat my score. Well, that's, that's good for him. I'm going to continue down this path and, uh, you know, do another race because I don't feel like going back. Um, you know, so, I mean, I was cool. I mean, there's some people who are probably really, really into that. But it just, like, it just wasn't enough for me, to be honest with you, you know. Oh, as far as gameplay goes, um going to have to agree with the um, that little movie-style dramatics uh, for the Need for Speed um, aspect. Because, yeah, I mean, like uh, in some of the races, uh, especially in, in the beginning, too, where you have um, – where you crash the, uh, the cop against the wall and you wreck their car, you just see, like, the car go, boom, and then it's just like, like, car's been wrecked, and then – uh, it breaks your train of focus away, and you're just like, "Holy crap! Did I really need to see that?" And then at that point, uh, I mean, if you lose your focus, that that could mean the difference between like uh, forgetting that there's a wall right in front of you, or that you might need to tap on the brakes to make it through a curve. That really threw the gameplay off for me, in my opinion. And um, then there's the aspect of uh, the social, the social part of it, where it's just like. Oh yeah, you know, um, we have the auto log here. We can match you up for people, um, that people that you should be trying to smash their records or whatever, and all that kind of thing. And I mean, I guess that's kind of cool if you like doing the social thing a lot. But um, Blur has its own, and I'll get to Blur in um, in a little bit here. And just um, overall. Uh, I mean, it's kind of interesting that they took kind of uh, some of the Call of Duty style um, mechanics for the game and stuff like that, like how after you uh, after you like complete an event or whatever, then you get experience points depending on which profile you're running with, either a cop profile or a racer profile, which kind uh, kind of cool. So you can, I guess, you can see see a metric of um, your progress or whatever. So. I mean, kind of cool, but I mean, honestly, I uh, really don't think it's needed because um, the Hot Pursuit series, from what I remembered it as as a kid in high school, it was all about skill, and that gets me to the power ups. Uh, the cops, yeah, the cops deserve like the power ups, such as like the EMP blast, the spike strips, etc., 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 and. The racer, uh, I'm going to have to go with Jared on this. I don't like the fact that the racer has the spike strips. And EMP is kind of a debatable point. Um, I mean, because uh, some of the more modern-day um, racing movies and stuff like that, they they have the racers using EMPs or whatever. But, I mean, that's that's kind of a debatable point. But, I mean, uh, if... If there was a power that they could have given to just the racers alone and left the cops out of it, it'd probably be the nitrous, in my opinion. Because, uh, I mean, most of most of the old like vintage uh, vintage racing movies and stuff like that, you have like the racers trying to cheat their way out of being caught by the cops by just speeding as fast as possible. Meaning, like, um, they had either a really big motor or uh, 
had like two bottles of nitrous hiding under the passenger seat and you see like Steve McQueen or whoever just like you this image of them just like turning the valve to open up the the nitrous line and go all right we're gonna rock it into like the next dimension and and just bust out of the cop's grip and whatever we're going and, back to the future <laughs> yes <laughs> so um uh i mean that's that's where i have my gripes with the power-up system in in need for speed because um it was kind of like you said rob just um the racer should should be like that like that rabbit that's on the open field for the hunter to go catch. I mean, you're you're not expecting that rabbit to pull out like a 12 gauge shotgun and go, "How do you like that, huh, punk?" And like kind of blast <laughs> you in the face or something. So that's that's where I have my issue with the power to the racers. So in Need for Speed, every racer is Bugs Bunny because they do pull <laughs> a shotgun on you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's the best analogy I've heard all week. Yeah. <laughs> So, the visual that goes along with that is hilarious. So, I mean, that's uh, that's where I have the problems with the gameplay mechanics and Need for Speed and everything. Other than that, um, kind of cool. Um, I do think it's kind of weird that when the racer uses the short the shortcut and everything, um, you can be in first place, but on the map, when you look at the map, you're technically not first place because I've had occasions where it's like new shortcut found, two hundred points. And then it's like, and then all of a sudden, uh, I go from like sixth place to first place. It's like, like, like uh, ascension to first place, fifty points. And I'm sitting here going, wait a second, I'm not in first place. I'm like still at the back of the map. It's like this it's is weird. Right. It's like it's very distance based. I think as far as how it calculates who's in first, which is which is strange because it really should just be you know who's in what place. But I guess with so many shortcuts, considering the openness of some of those areas that they just go by distance. So like since you found that shortcut, like you're technically the shorter distance on some of the shortcuts to, you know, in front of to the end of the race than the other racers. So you're in first. Congratulations, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what, and, and also like if you you know if you read the little tool tips they have, like, they tell you not every shortcut is really a shortcut. Which I'm like, really? Then why is it here? This is annoying. Like if I like take it out of the game, I guess because <laughs> so, yeah. so it gives it more of a real world though. I mean, like I've done a lot of the free driving because I'm like you know I'm I was really interested in how exactly how much you know of this is really open. Um, and like, it's, it's crazy how much detail is in that, in that whole Seacrest County. Uh, I mean, you drive around, there's like little communities you can drive into and there's, you know, it's like retirement communities and there's like this big, like, it looks like a shortcut, but you go up the hill to this mansion and go back down onto the road, but it's not really a shortcut at all. I mean, it's, it's all there. And I, I guess it's kind of that, you know, you kind of got to be aware I guess they really want you to like really sit down with the game and over time just like actually learn like what what is and what isn't a shortcut. I mean, I guess it's just a way to keep you playing the game, which can be annoying at some point. You know, some points where you're like, oh, I see a shortcut, I'm taking that, and you go into it and you're like, that is a parking lot for a fishing shop. It, uh, that is not helping me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um i mean as far as um as far as like uh gameplay and stuff like that i mean need for speed's got um got some fun points i mean but um i mean unfortunately uh for anyone who buys a used copy of course they have to buy the online the online play voucher for like 10 bucks 
um, which is part of EA's Project $10, which is their way of um, trying to make sure that you buy new games and support the team, which um, I can understand on the development point of view, that's kind of cool. But um, for for some people, it, it may be a little bit annoying because it'll be like, <clears throat> what? I need to pay 10 bucks to play this online? The uh, uh, But the game's just a used copy, so... I mean that's that's kind of that's kind of more of a development thing, and um, unfortunately because uh, kind of like what Rob was saying about how they've trying uh, they're trying to just expand the demographic for the uh, for the race genre to just everyone from the dude bro types to the car enthusiast and whatever, um, just it it just it just feels like they kind of just um cut some corners around and said well people like need for speed but there's a bunch of people who love burnout let's kind of throw them into a blender together and just um see see what we can pick out from from what's been mixed together as good traits and bad traits and whatever so i mean kind of cool that's easily accessible at the same time i think it kind of hurt hurt the game detrimentally um multiplayer wise it's uh, I think it's it's okay. Um, I know uh, Dice actually helped um, do the backbone framework for Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, so kind of cool that they had involvement on that. But um, again, kind of kind of on that same page of um, you know uh, because of the fact that they did um, they did make it a little bit more easily accessible. Um, it's a little easier to play. So I mean, great great for someone who's not quite not quite into cars, but um, kind of like the cinematics of the movies, like Bullet and things, um, things of that nature. So that's that's my thoughts on Need for Speed. Now, Blur, um, Blur, best way to sum up the gameplay: Mario Kart for grown-ups. That's really the best way I feel about it. Uh, just the the music sets the pace of just like a hectic race where you just got people just firing just these red glowing homing missiles or shooting like a purple shockwave am- emanating from their car and just you see like like um the cars being like pushed aside from your wake of destruction and everything and that's all cool and then the fact that um there are offensive and defensive ways to use every single power in the book and it's it's really kind of cool because um it just makes for a fun experience and um with that uh just it's uh it just really made Blur just a pleasure to play because um, much like Jared um, had mentioned in his review for Blur, just there are moments where he was just like, "Yeah, I I can't stop playing this game. I have to play it for the next few hours." And then after playing, going, "How many hours did I spend on that? Holy cow!" So um, there was definitely just lots of uh, fun gameplay mechanics and everything like that um, with Blur, and uh, the mechanics made it fun. And then the point that Jarrett had made about the variations of cars for the certain like um, challenges and championships with the um, I guess you can call them boss characters for each series and everything. Yeah, they were definitely boss characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I thought the variation was really cool because um, much like Jarrett said, it doesn't um, it doesn't get you into like the cycle of going. This is my car. This is what I will be driving all the time, all the time. Um, Blur challenges you overall. Um, in driving technique, because you have to learn how the how the D class uh, cars uh, race versus the the A class cars. You really have to learn all of their dynamics. You have to almost live and breathe the mechanics of the cars. 
and that in my opinion made blur really fun because um like even uh, even on like xbox live like uh, when you choose a certain map uh certain maps are actually locked down to s uh, certain class specific cars so nothing like entering a race and going into an a class car and and sitting in something like the the free multiplayer Dodge Viper ACR that that you got from a brand new copy of Blur and just like blasting through people and just going yeah that was awesome and and at that point like A class cars it's a fight between who knows how to control power and who does not and then then you have kind of like the D class races where you're just stuck in like little dinky cars and everything which are not quite as fast as the a-class cars but uh, you're on a map just chock full of power-ups and at that point it it just becomes like an all-out free-for-all almost like mario kart all over again and you're just like laughing and giggling and just like going heh i made him fly into the air and and, uh, and take the slow way around the corner that was nice and that was what really made the, uh, the gameplay fresh and fun because uh Especially just the fact that you were just varying between um, anywhere from D through A class. That was, I thought that was primo. So yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Uh, like, I feel like Blur had a lot of good design choices. Um, one thing I really actually do applaud them on is their use of their use of power ups, both offensively and defensively. Like, everything has two modes for it. Um, but also in the fact that there is no power up that is totally broken. Uh, like, really, out of any kart racing game, that has always been a universal problem. That like there is some power up that you get, and you're like, it is over. I got everybody. Um, you know, the blue shell in Mario Kart. You know, the automatic. You know, you you had first place, now you don't. You know that the shunt is is powerful but it, even that's not as op i mean it, it's got homing that type of thing but even when your car you know fully flips over you kind of like it still does damage to your car um like to the health of your car but you can still keep going uh it doesn't it's not automatic like you're out of this it, you know you have to recover altogether from this every single time um uh I guess the one thing that I'll give, uh, honestly, to both of them, um, and in different ways, was that Blur wasn't. I, I didn't like Blur that much, but Blur was only fun to me really when I did online. Uh, th that was the only time I really enjoyed playing the game at all. Uh, the online was definitely where you get to see more of, I guess, just every whatever every, what everybody's got going on as far as you know everybody how everybody races. People race differently than you know than the computer. Um, it definitely was a more fun experience online, but I did really still like Need for Speeds, like connected, like connectivity. Um, I I personally really actually dig the fact that it makes it wants you to make you know tries to get you to go back to the game by saying you know like here's your friends they beat your times and this that the other thing I mean you can ignore it if you want and keep on racing you don't ever have to do that if you want you don't have to try and beat somebody's time just to beat them just to get that gratification but it the option is always there and it makes you go back and play races that you uh, in other games you probably would never even bother going back to I mean depending on your level of I, you know, like your competition, you know, you may may or may not even use it, but it's there at least. And I also really do like the online as far as, the, like I said earlier in the podcast, um, like every level that you get, every car you unlock, um, 
it all carries over. So the stuff that you do in single player isn't just totally lost and you have to start over from scratch, you know, when you go into the multiplayer. It's not like Call of Duty where, you know, you play through a single player campaign and you go online and you're your stars a scrub and you, you know, getting your legs blown off every five minutes. Um, it's you you get you you've gotten that experience in single player, you get to carry it over and all into the multiplayer. Um yeah, blur, um not, I mean, not not bad in that respect at all. I mean, it's just that it was a little bit different. But the online, I definitely had more fun with in the single player. Uh, overall, gameplay wise, I close to me. Um, I like Need for Speed a little bit more. Uh, I definitely felt even in the single player races, I was a little more engaged than I was in the single player races in Blur. Blur and like the, especially actually weirdly enough in like a lot of the D class, E class races, I felt more engaged in the single player as far as there always being cars around you, big packs, and you're fighting through like those big races uh, than I felt in the upper tier races or even against bosses. Like, I mean, the, the upper class races are very much skill based, which is cool, um, but I didn't necessarily feel engaged by like by that. Um, boss races. They felt like classic. In fact, the biggest the, the biggest comparison I can put on them is Diddy Kong Racing. Um, boss races and that, that's what I felt like in Blur a lot of the time. Uh, some of those races, I was like, I should not have to do this race 15 times to beat this person because I had them dead to rights at the end of this race, and then they came out of nowhere to, to you know just knock me out of it, knock me out enough to, to, to squeak by me. Uh, you know, without fail, like every single race, uh, the the boss races felt a little bit cheap, but at the same time, it's a kart racing game. I it's something I've grown to expect over you know all these years. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with the boss races. I, I thought the very all the boss races were pretty simple, um, and I beat all the boss. There's only one boss that I did not win the race for. Like I did not beat him in first place. I actually had to destroy his car. And that's the dude with the uh with the Hummer. Can't remember his name. But like the Hummers they don't go that fast. So it's like you get ahead of him a little bit and he starts pounding you, you know, he starts pounding you with his power ups. So I was like, okay. And what I wound up doing was I just stayed behind him and I just destroyed him. And that's how I won that one. <laughs> but um for the most part I, I the uh, I thought I thought the boss races were pretty simple. I thought they were simpler than the regular races because now instead of having you know ten racers on the field, it's just you and this one person. Except for the twins, when you fight, when well, you yeah, not fight, but the twins. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's a given. But I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe, and I mean, they're not all exactly alike as far as how how they go. But because um, not all the not all the boss races were universally like that terrible. But uh. I definitely felt like a couple of them were too short as far as like laps. Even like the first boss race, I was like, this needs to be three laps, not two. Like, I definitely felt like there would have been more out of it had it been longer. Um, like, two laps felt like it was too short. Like, it felt like you spent the entire race trying to catch up to her because the hell, she's got a better car than you. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, right. even if it was the same versus doing better. Uh, I don't know. This is, this is very odd. I mean, but like I said, it, it's a car racing game. You expect the bosses to be cheap after a certain point. Right, right. Oh, I got. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. Um, I was going to say uh, something that um Jared had uh, made mention in the podcast earlier, uh, or actually before we started was the fact that, um, some in some occasions on Need for Speed um, Hot Pursuit, uh, the AI had a rubber banding mechanism, and that 
that got a little annoying. And um, I mean, I experienced it firsthand when I was playing because there was this one race and whatever. Just I was trying to get in, get into the racing line to take to take a corner and everything, and <clears throat> see. And I see this one car just trying to pass me up real quick, and I smash it against the wall, and I was like, haha, you'll be in last place in no time. And all of a sudden, just like five seconds later, just the car I just slammed into a wall is like right behind me, and I'm just like, what in the world is this? I smashed you up so bad that you should be in last place, not like two ticks away from me. And that was a little annoying. And in contrast, um, Blur was pretty was pretty fun about it because, like the the AI actually does make you work. It makes you work for the victories, and that, in my mind, was really rewarding. Because nothing like just just going, I'm I'm gonna have to work fast if I want to lose these guys, and and it really challenged you as far as like the game because you're just sitting here just going, come on, come on, go, go, go. And just trying to weave through uh, some of the curves and turns and chicanes and everything like that, and and that that was actually pretty fun. And um, with regards to the social game aspect, uh, much much like Jared, I'm kind of the same way. Like when when games go, oh, guess what? So and so beat your time. Uh, you should try to break their time too. And then uh, like the way how Need for Speed. Does it? It's it's kind of cool, but in the same at the same right, you can't really show it off to the world and everything, because it's limited to the. Um, I guess you I guess you can call it the auto log wall, and it just posts to there. So um, when your friend logs into the race that you smash their time in, um, you'll they'll see like a little auto log bullet and going, hey, guess what? Your friend so and so smashed your time. Uh, so, uh, why don't you go and smash their time back or whatever? And Blur, Blur's integration with Facebook and Twitter, that was cool. Because at that point, um, you could gloat to the world about your victory. Like, um, if you clocked a pretty a pretty wicked time on a race and everything, and you smashed your friend's score by like a whole 30 seconds, nothing like just being able to gloat to the world and go, yeah, guess what? I smashed my buddy's score um, on on blur just clock the time of this low and and just being able to post it on facebook and twitter and then um just letting the world see because um funny story about that one of my friends at a land party i i just crushed his time in blur by um a whole 15 seconds and i put it on facebook and twitter and it was funny he he just got so uh, incited by it, he spent like a good hour in the land party just trying to beat that time that I clocked in. So um, I thought the social functions were kind of cool, but um, they're a little lost on me personally. Yeah, the rubber banding. I had a a huge, a huge problem with that. Like uh, you know, in Need for Speed. Well, I'll start with Blur because in Blur, um, the AI makes you work, but if you pull ahead you are ahead and that's the end of it but getting ahead of the, of the pack so far ahead that their power-ups really don't matter anymore is extremely difficult um whereas with need for speed it's like i could blow past these guys um you know like for example like let's say we all go past the roadblock um you know we all go past the roadblock and they all get caught i'm the only guy who makes it 
why is it that, you know, uh, 20 seconds later, they're right on my tail again? You know, that's the thing. Like, why why is that happening? Um, that really shouldn't be. And I, I really don't like that rubber banding effect. Did you experience the same thing, Rob, or disagree, agree? Um, largely, like, I didn't even really mention it because I felt like it was present in both games. Um, not so much the rubber banding and blur, um, as much as, like, the standard, like, kart racing. I guess it really is kind of rubber band in its own way. Um, but I really never had a racing blur that I got. Like, I was, you know, dead set ahead of everybody. Like, I mean, I've gotten those races where I was like, I was like, there's no way. Like, no way anybody can get me. Like, this race is over. Um, only to have somebody hit me with a shunt in the middle of like a, a split track and like me not being able to control where I land and land right in the middle of that split track to watch everybody blow by me and win a race. Like, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times that happened. But I mean, like I said, kart racing game, hey, it, it's kind of an artificial way to keep a challenge in, but it, it, that's what they do to do it. I mean, it's, I felt like there was rubber banding and blur too. I mean, it is a, it is a more of a fight. Like it's not, it, it it is rubber band to the point where it is a fight to get out of the pack, but I felt like it still had that potential to, to swing you back into them, even though you you work pretty hard to get it, you know a good distance ahead of everybody, and you're you're pretty sure that like that's that's it, like you you know I'm I'm a third of a track length ahead of you guys, like nobody's catching me, only to have somebody do it. Um, Need for Speed. Honestly, I didn't feel like it, I mean, like it had the rubber banding in it, but I felt like it's the same thing. It's trying to keep you like a, it, it, even though it's not perfect, it's an artificial way to keep you like from just coasting into the victory. I mean, like on one level, it'd be really nice to get, you know, that like I just so utterly whipped everybody that. You know, I am that now. I'm I, I'm just coasting into the victory. The, me finishing the race is just a formality. Um, versus, you know, the the there's still being the potential that you get caught, so you're still on your game. Um, like I really felt like it was present in both games. I I think that the the main thing to me was that uh, like rubber banding is kind of as much as like I said, it's not perfect, but. It's just it's a way to keep you engaged in the game. Uh, it's a way to keep you from like getting too far ahead of yourself. And on the other hand, on especially at least in Need for Speed that I saw, um, it works both ways. Uh, even in the course of like if you really get in a really bad situation and you end up really far behind, there is still the you still have that you can still catch up. Like the the rubber banding does work both ways. I mean, because there's definitely some times where you get to a bad situation, you get hit with an EMP going into a, a hairpin turn, and you you're done. Like you're 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 so busy flipping over that like the the racer is like two miles ahead of you, and you still somehow can you can still make it back to them to catch up to them and then that and and win that race. Uh, I. It, it's like not perfect, but it works both ways. So at least that you still have that potential that even when you get totally jacked up, that you can still get back into that race. Um, so I felt like it was kind of a non-factor for both of them because, it, like I said, present in both of them and not something that's really all that uncommon in arcade racers, as imperfect as it is. Yeah, I mean, rather than the rubber banding, I rather in the case of Need for Speed, I rather they just them make the AI harder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make it harder to pull out of the pack so that when, you know, when they take the lead again, it doesn't seem so forced, you know? 
Especially when I have a faster car than some of these other cars. You know what I'm saying? There's no way, like, he's behind me. I haven't hit anything. You know, I haven't hit a single thing, hitting all my turns correctly. And yet, this guy just pulled in front of me. See, I, don't, I don't know. I never really had that. I mean, I've had guys like, you know, they, you, you, you know, a guy totally smashes up a wall or something and you're you're still you're still going good and i've had him like you know catch up to you like you know you're, you're aware that he's still there but like i've never had that guy just like come up blow by me like i mean if i race a solid race the game doesn't cheat me out of it at least in, in my experience um I mean, it will still rubber band. It'll try to keep you keep you into it by like not just letting you just you know, oh, I'm good now. We're good. We don't have to worry about this anymore um, because that guy is still breathing down your neck. But I've never, I really never had that guy just completely decimate me after after something like that. Um, uh, what's its face? Uh, I think the thing I I can get in the rubber banding is that there there's some unexpected stuff that can happen. I mean. It, how you know how mad would you be in a race like if you were going through that roadblock and nothing through no fault of your own somehow misjudge or somebody else that's you know that you're racing with especially like say in an online game like gets you know hits a wrong angle and you're like oh my lane is cut off and now i just got toasted because i'm i'm in a four car pileup and the one guy who just happens to make it through through sheer dumb luck or or skill or what have you um you know that guy it's over like that guy won the race like i like the fact that you still have the potential to get back into it as opposed to just being like that's a lost cause you know that that just ends in a lot of quit you know quit matches or races and and you just being frustrated with the game uh, i i mean things like maybe i'm just used to it you know because they you know they it used to be that they didn't make it that easy for you to win or get back into it that was just the way it was and I've kind of just accepted that, and um, you know, by them making having a mechanism to make it so that you know you don't have to, you know, if you get knocked out or if you get something happens, you get pulled behind, you can. It's easier for you to get back into it. I really don't like that. Like you know, what are you trying to teach these children? You know, <laughs> that was a joke. But anyway, <laughs> um, all right. So for gameplay. Rob, I'm, I'm assuming you, you you like the Need for Speed better. Overall, yeah. I mean, they're they're both pretty both pretty solid as far as gameplay goes, but I just in the in the overall Need for Speed, I just quite a bit. Okay, you sound kind of far away. You put your mic down. Yeah, I did move it, but I didn't want to like remove it while I was talking because then it totally sounds like I don't know a girder crashing down or something. <laughs> right, right, gotcha. Yeah, Long, what about you? Um, gonna have to give more points to Blur uh, just from the fact that um, it's uh, it proves itself to be a game of challenge, especially with the fact that it challenges your mastery from all spectrum of cars. It isn't like, oh, well, you're done, you're done with D class, so yeah, don't even touch D class. No, no worries about that. And then eventually, slowly, slowly pushing all the way up until you're at like the top tier, and uh, the variations of challenge is uh, is in my uh, in my opinion essential because it keeps the game fresh and especially for multiplayer sessions. Um, I mean, uh, it's it's nice to keep things uh, fresh and rotated around instead of like um, going into a game where just 
everyone's um, uh, everyone's just like you have the guys who are all specked out and everything in, in like some in some genres of games where like they'll have all the perks and everything all the elite guns and whatever and then you have the poor newbie who just bought the game or just got it from like uh, from their Christmas stocking and they log online and the first thing that they wake up to uh, in the online mode is like a bullet to the head or, or just being completely destroyed just because there's someone else who's been playing for months and months on end. And Blur really just bounces, <clears throat> excuse me, bounces off the playing field because of the fact that it just uh, when when like all the racers who've been playing the game for a good while are are just um, thrown into a D class. I mean. Pretty much all the D class cars are are pretty are pretty slow compared to like the top tier, and I mean sure there there's some perks here and there, but even still, uh, a lot of the powers end up balancing things out anyhow. Okay, yeah, I um I might have to go with Blur for this one for in terms of gameplay, and uh, you know I've talked about a lot of things. Of course, I had quite a few negative things to say about Need for Speed, but mainly the thing that it really makes me uh say blur over need for speed is the fact that the intensity of blur versus need for speed like blur is intense racing you know from the first race to the last race um and also the, to you know not just the racing with the power-ups and things like that but to add to the intensity um for each boss level you have to um you know to unlock the bosses on each level you have to you know fulfill specific criteria so, um, you know, for example, I'm I'm in the last level of the last set of races for Need for Speed, not Need for Speed, for, for um, Blur. And one of the challenges is to stay above 120 miles per hour for an entire lap. And this is the last section, and I'm not sure if you guys know, but in the last section of Blur, all of the racers are the previous bosses. So it's like you're going against all of the bosses at the same time for six races consecutively. Um, so this is, that's extremely challenging and it adds intensity to it because like once I'm almost did it, I was, I almost stayed at 120 miles per hour the entire time. And right before I got to the finish, boom, shunt, done, <laughs> you know, heartbreaking, but yeah, that's just the way it is. But, um, you know, blur with the, with the, with the, how fast it seems like you're going and the power-ups, and fulfilling the criteria, and the fan challenges, stuff like that. Like It just seems like a, a more intense game than me, and I really like that. Right, so, you know, if that's the case, then I would say, you know, Blur has won this round. Um, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of gameplay. Um, now, the last category we have is, like, overall presentation, which just shouldn't take too long, because we already really talked about the presentation. Everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were talking about the presentation for the game the entire time. Um, you know, all this stuff contributes to the presentation. You know, the intense speed, the uh, the voiceover for well, the car descriptions and stuff like that, and Need for Speed. You know, which game has a better all you know, overall presentation? And what would you say, Rob? Gonna have to go with Need for Speed. Um... It, it's not as visually, you know, as as visually like pulls you in with like a certain aesthetic to it. But it, I feel like definitely presentation wise, all in all, when you consider all the aspects of the game, it definitely to me beats out Blur. Okay, 
Uh, gonna have to give points to Blur, um, mainly in part because I feel that EA was really trying to, I guess you can say, ride the coattails of the past iterations of um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, but in in the chase to, uh, I guess you can say, reboot the brand as a whole, um, they blended uh, they blended in some some of the burnout aspects like the wild crashes, the dramatic camera angles, and whatever. And in my opinion, I mean those are nice cinematic style touches. But um, what I remember Need for Speed as a kid, it was just about how you driving faster than the cops. That was the most of it, and um, and that was all skill. And now it's just like, oh yeah, well we've added power ups, so it's kind of like our kart racer, but it's still kind of like Burnout, and it's got the Hot Pursuit branding. So, yeah, uh, it's still Hot Pursuit, right, guys? Right? And then Blur, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Blur comes out with a fresh experience of, yeah, you're in an underground society, and yeah, underground society's got cars that shoot plasma missiles, shock waves, and all this sort of thing, and then um, just uh, the glass panel presentation of the menus and things um, overall uh, just looks nice and fresh and something something to break the mold out of the arcade racers because either um, you have arcade racers who, uh, that are just focused on oh yeah you just get into a car and drive or you have ones that are like um, oh yeah um, we have goofy things but some of our mechanics make no sense and yeah you have to deal with it and i feel that blur hits right in the sweet spot of um, this is a kart racer but there's logic to it but there's the goofy matter that you have cars shooting shooting these wild power-ups that in no way could exist but uh, and uh, but it's still it's still overall fun and i really think as an overall package blur really really hits to the mark okay yeah, for the overall presentation, I kind of had a tough time deciding because, like, it's the same thing that you know with with sound for me. Like, each game, like it is like it's a different game, but each game has its own uh, its own things that make the presentation really cool. Like, well, the detail of Need for Speed in terms of the looks and the the rain effects, like the water effects on the ground and the the wrestling environment for Need for Speed, in my opinion, are better than Blur. Um, and it looks really good, so that was cool. And the, um, you know, the voice, um, you know, the woman talking about the description for the cars, like that's really cool. And uh, you know, just things like that, like things like that in general. Um, even the interface, like I know you didn't like the interface, long like I didn't mind the interface. I thought, you know, it felt like a, more like a command center, which it's supposed to do. You know, I I like I did like the interface, but I also like the interface of Blur with the glass panels and the sliding and you know the lights and the you know the lighting effects with the Blur you know which I'm assuming that's what they were trying to do. Um, you know, I thought that was really cool. But where Blur really gets me is um the the, the in the gameplay itself with the with the 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 intense speeds. You know, the intense speeds. And the lighting effects for the, um, you know, for the power-ups and, you know, stuff like that. Um, even the sound effects when you get hit, 
you know, we talked about the sound effects earlier, the sound effects of, like, with the dirt hitting your car as you're driving through the dirt roads and stuff like that. Um, so it's good. I, I almost want to give it a tie, but because I enjoy Blur more, I think I'm going to have to give it to Blur. Um, because I think the, the presentation aspects of Need for Speed that give it a good presentation um, don't really affect gameplay as much as Blur does. Like, the you know... I think the speed, the the way the speed looks when you're playing Blur, really it, it impacts your gameplay, you know. So I think I'm gonna have to give that one to Blur. And that being said, that means Blur is gonna take presentation as well. So it's almost if Blur would have got sound, he would have had a sweeping victory here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, you know. It was because it was uh, visuals was blur, sound was a tie, controls was blur, gameplay was blur, and presentation was blur. And I know as a fact there are so many people that disagree with me or disagree with me along right now. You're kind of in the the same boat as Ed. <laughs> 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 the underdog. It's all right. <laughs> my studio didn't you get know. closed. My game sold better. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I didn't mean that. Bizarre Creations. They did good stuff. I didn't mean that. Just like... Hey, hey, the studio didn't get closed. They just don't have a publisher right now. That's I think we're, true. We're going to be okay. I think we're going to see a PGR5. I'm really hoping that Microsoft, because Microsoft has been shopping for a developer to do a PGR5. You got the money. Just buy Blur. Yeah, you buy everything. Right, just buy a... Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just buy Bazaar. Have them make racing games for, you know... For... Uh, your arcade style. I mean, you've got your Forza yeah. cover, and you've got your simulation. Have somebody do your arcade racing. Give you give yourself yeah. some competition there. Come on, Microsoft. Listen to us. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. I, I really do hope that um, they do get picked up and PGR five becomes a reality. Um, also, their single pl- not single player, but their no- non racing stuff isn't too bad either. I have Bloodstone here, and while it's not like it's not gonna go on my top ten list, but it was very playable. I thought it was fine. And it was funny because I, I I had a I listened to a review, a video review of Bloodstone, on a website that I will not name. They totally. They totally trashed Bloodstone, you know, and at the same time, kind of showed their ignorance to the game James Bond series as it stands right now, because they were saying, well, one of their major points was like it doesn't feel like a Bond game because there's no gadgets, and I'm just like, don't you know, like, like in in that, it's like the prequel to be, you know. It's before James Bond was James Bond that we know. And in the two movies, you know, Quantum of Solace and Casino Royale, there's not a whole bunch of gadgets right. going if on you there. Go with, yeah, if you go with the reboot of the series, it's not the same old, you know, 60s, 70s Bond where there's, you know, here's a laser firing out of my watch. It doesn't, none of that stuff is really taking place. It's all about him being a ridiculously kick-ass secret agent. <laughs> Exactly. So, I don't know. I think, uh, actually, like on a side note, that's one of the reasons why we started this site because I was tired of seeing reviews like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, how could you trash that game? And you obviously don't know anything about, like, what the game was based on. You don't know anything about the series, you know? Yeah. And on the the opposite spectrum, you have, uh, 
you know, I, my my biggest example that I use is when GTA uh, 4 came out. Now, I, I'll tell you about I wasn't a fan of GTA 4, but that's just me. But, um, you know, I could see it getting high ratings. I just wasn't a fan of this, of, of a fan of, uh, you know, what they did with the game. But a 10 out of 10? Oh, yeah, really? all over the place. But that's, <laughs> like, a, you know, like we're talking about kids these days. That's that's what they like, and that's what makes the money. And it's still a business, unfortunately, in some in a lot of respects. So, even with the viewers that you know shall not be mentioned, and you know it's it's all speculation anyway. But you know sometimes it happens. People get their pockets lined a little bit for those uh, for those good reviews. Yeah, and it was. Uh, and it's. Oh, I'm sorry. Go it, ahead. It's a shame because you know the next effort after that, Red Dead Redemption. I, I mean, that's it's a later thing. It's something else that uh, people should keep an eye on on the site. But uh, definitely one of those contenders for Game of the Year, and it was it was fantastic. But GTA 4 wasn't was not there. Didn't deserve all those accolades. I don't think. Definitely not. And the thing is, like, for okay, you know, I get, we discussed this before. If a game gets a perfect score, the game needs to be perfect, okay? No way a 10 out of 10 game, in my opinion, and you can say whatever you want about this, no 10 out of 10 game should have frame loss. When you play GTA 4, as soon as you come over that first hill, and now I'm going to say this in high definition, this is this is how it looks, okay? It may not necessarily have frame loss and right and standard definition. Yeah, but I mean, at but, this point, and, high definition, really, when you get down to it, is kind of standard now i mean if you're, exactly. if you're playing gta 4 on standard def you're doing it wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but it's like in high definition as soon as you come away that first tell in the car when the sun's rising boom frame loss right there that knocked it out of the 10 out of 10 range for me but uh you know back to back to you know you know bizarre uh as a developer i think uh i really really hope they get picked up one of my favorite developers i owned every pgr and had ridiculous amounts of fun with it. So here's to hoping they get picked up, you know, by somebody decent. You know, I don't want them to get picked up by like. Actually, isn't Midway like uh, defunct now? I was gonna say I don't. Yeah, want to get Midway, up by Midway. Midway collapsed, and now they've been absorbed into WB Games. So yeah, now they're so a yeah, WB Games cool. brand. Yeah. So you know, I just uh, you know, I'm really pulling for you guys. <laughs> yeah, you know. um, they're one of the few developers left in the world that's brave enough to challenge the status quo and say, you know, we think we can do this with a game, and we're going to go ahead and do it because we think the world needs this game. And I'm going to have to agree. I just hope that they don't get uh, thrown under the crack because it's a terrible shame that uh, there aren't as many game developers as experimental as Bizarre to go, yeah, we have an idea, we're going to run with it, and we don't care what most of the world thinks if it's if it comes out as a pretty fun game that's the most that matters to us yeah and there are a lot of people that appreciated blur uh, i mean like i i appreciated for what it was but i didn't necessarily love the game myself but i see where people are coming from i mean you guys like the game a lot i know a lot of people that like the game um and as we all know activision is not necessarily the place for a developer that wants to try and do something different at this point, so it's a it's a terrible shame, but hopefully they find a better home because of that. That ain't the I mean that ain't that the truth, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so all right, we're gonna I think we're gonna end it on that note. Um, Criterion, good game. 
didn't win our battle, but it looks like you won the battle overall. I think you know. You know, it's not, it's not like I said. It's not a bad game. It's not a bad game by any you know, by any way, shape, or form. You know, and a lot of people, you know, some people, I should say, might get the idea that I think it's a bad game. I don't. I'm just a nitpicker. And that, that's what this just, is. This is us nitpicking both of those games and, and kind of placing them out side by side for each other. I mean, it, it's not any kind of indication. If you want the real reviews, go to the site. I gave Need for Speed a 5 out of 5. Uh, yeah. Great game, in my opinion, and at least a good game in these other guys' opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... Because um, uh, any anyone who reads my reviews knows that for me it's very hard for a game to get an absolutely perfect review, and I mean, and it kind of reflects on on some of the reviews that I've posted. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, share the same sentiment as um, Jared does for Need for Speed Criterion. You guys did a really great job with making an over the top style um, cops versus speeders sort of game, but uh, they're just a little little uh, flaws and cracks that show up and that's what really kind of breaks my heart about it and then yeah blur blur's got some some little flaws here and there but um they just did a good job of pushing the bar for something very unique and fresh and i'm very glad to see that come out as a product yeah so uh well, I said it earlier, but now I'm serious this time. We're going to end it on that note. It's <laughs> so uh, hard to say goodbye to you guys. It's, it's yeah. And, uh, we're, you know, we know this isn't a perfect podcast by any way. This is our first one uh, for the site. And this one is definitely longer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the initial was a half hour. The, at, at this point before cutting, we're at um, about two. So you guys uh, get a nice long taste of, of our ideas and thoughts about this podcast. So, uh, yeah. you know, versus round one it goes to Blur for the Need for Speed versus Blur. Uh, you know, there'll be more in the future. So keep an eye out. Yeah, and I promise it won't be as long. Trust me. Sorry. <laughs> but uh all right guys we'll uh we will catch you next time thanks for listening um check out the site mashlessbuttons.com uh leave a comment you love us you hate us you think we're too long-winded you think i'm dumb whatever tldr just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah just uh you know drop us a line and we will catch you guys next time all right